0: Hey there Dawson, how are you doing? Good day.
1: Good day, doing good.
0: Awesome. Welcome to another Forge Side Chat. This is a podcast about blacksmithing, bladesmithing, and everything in between. With a heavy focus on talent in the great white north. Talking about Canada, eh? And today on the uh, Forge Side Chat Podcast, we've got Dawson De Twiller of the, uh, one of the most awesome linseed oil products that you can come across. We're talking about De Twiller linseed oil right out of Saskatchewan. Dawson's actually hailing from Imperial Saskatchewan. He's been farming his whole life and this whole flaxseed thing goes back as far as his great grandparents in Saskatchewan and I mean that's pretty amazing I lo- I have a lot of respect for that farming is damn hard work so good for you Dawson being you know having that under your belt for your whole life you know rating from a family of that yeah and of course as a farmer you've been welding before quite a bit probably because as a farmer that's what they do you got to fix your equipment you got something that breaks down up the welder you fix her up but what Dawson hasn't done yet he hasn't hit up a forge yet so we're gonna have to give him a hard time about that right away the other thing we're gonna have to give him a hard time about is this man is freshly married
2: he's about to hit his one year anniversary Saturday we're recording Thursday night here you sir way to go
1: thanks yeah for sure
0: So we're going to jump into asking you what you've been up to and, you know, your story of your life and who you are and why you are who you are. Do that right away. But before we do that, let me give you a little bit of a spiel of what I've been up to lately. It's been crazy, man. I've been bouncing off the walls, left, right and center, sleeping maybe maybe six hours a night if I'm lucky, five hours a night. You know, it's. Probably something you're used to as a farmer during uh, harvest season, you know, living off of no sleep. You probably go through twenty-four hour days, forty two forty-eight hour days during harvest season for crying out loud as a farmer. Not That's quite. what I'm talking about. Not quite, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> no. we'll find we'll find out more about that right away. Um I did the Manitoba blacksmith guild hammering on the weekend. That was awesome, dude. It was such a good time. Yeah. There was like I don't know 25 people out there are so I didn't take a head count but lots of lots of familiar faces a couple new faces and uh, lots of awesome stuff went down there's a little bit of a bottle opener exchange thing that happened and I got a uh, twisted cable Damascus bottle opener from uh, Bud Stewart and uh, Justin our old pal there he got to take home my bottle opener that was a I don't know, it was, it was something that I had actually made from a railroad spike a long, long time ago under the hydraulic press. And I finally decided to do something more to it. Actually, I started making a bottle opener that kind of represented like a, a uh, kind of like an octopus or something like that. And then I just kind of started getting carried away with what I was doing with it. And I looked at it, I was just like, no, I don't want to give this to somebody. I don't, I'm not even happy with it. So I went to that bin of, re- uh, bottle openers that I've got there, a little you know, pail of them and pulled one out and was like, oh yeah, this guy, let's, let's do something more to this. And I added a face to it and then melted some copper into the face. And the face is like kind of right up right by the bottle opener, not on the handle part. It's kind of nifty. It's a little bit different than what you, you're used to seeing. Usually a bottle opener ends right at that lip that goes over the bottle, right? Well, this, this extends okay. and has a little like skull face on it. So it looks like the bottle opener part is the mouth. Of the of the it's pretty nifty. I thought it was nifty. I don't yeah. know. Justin, Justin was pretty, uh, pretty happy with it too, and so was his wife. So there's that. I'm happy, everybody's happy. Nice. We're all happy, <laughs> uh. yeah. What's I'm trying to think of the uh happy people song. I don't know how it goes, and it's probably a good thing because nobody wants to hear me <laughs> sing, <laughs> yeah. No, so uh, outside of that, I just finished loading up a big ass well table into my shop that it's it's not really a well table it was a kind of like a um a bench assembly table back in the day and through my work i cured it and uh is that the right word Cured or is it accrued oh whatever i picked up this table through uh through work nice nice Able, dude, like, oh man, four by four legs. The whole frame is all four by four tubing, and then a quarter inch sheet of steel on top to top it off. I'm probably actually I'm gonna modify it because there's this little back lip on it. They kind of, I don't know how to explain it. It's like They put the quarter inch sheet into a break, put a ninety degree break up about four inches, and then another ninety degree uh, bend back another four inches so that it got, goes up over top of the four inch tubing type thing at the very back and kind of creates this weird lip. But as a welder, I don't want that thing there. I want a nice big flat table. So I like cut that off throw a sheet of half inch on top and, and call it done. We'll see. I don't know where I'm going to go with it, but I'm just, I'm stoked. I got this thing, dude. And I'm stoked that I didn't die loading it or unloading. it if you go on my instagram you'll see the video man it was okay. it was dicey it was I, I didn't upload the whole video yet I'm, i've am it was like a good hour-long video i took that i'm gonna have to time lapse it and show everybody my stupidity it's not something i'm too fond of sharing oh I yeah shared a video with with steve with steve uh cornelson of uh me unloading my uh my break oh, a few months ago now and uh I didn't bother uploading that to the public because it was a it was a little embarrassing to say the least as a as a guy who feels like he should know what he's doing. I just yeah. make mistakes way too often. I'm like I'm just careless or something, man. I don't know what it is, but thank God for the horseshoe that's up my ass that I've never <laughs> gotten seriously injured doing anything, or I've never ah yeah. no, I've bro- I've broken things. Things get broken. It is what it is. Whatever. Yeah, I
1: can relate to that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's hard you do sketchy shit out of the farm right it's oh yeah part Uh, of farming i can relate so what have you been up to this week brother
1: (sighs) this week i've been busy like a lot uh, between farm stuff we've been getting stuff cleaned up just put away we've had some really decent weather this week so getting machinery all like i'll just take the air hose to it and just clean that off. A lot of dust gets built up on there. So get everything cleaned off. Uh spreading a little bit of fertilizer, like some sulfur fertilizer. We do that in the fall. So would I you spread the manure? It. Uh like it's just it's actually like a fertilizer, like uh sulfur like pellets. Kinda. Of. Okay. So uh guys we actually have like a custom guy who like has this big spreader machine and he spreads the, the sulfur around. So I was just uh hauling it out there with the truckload, so
0: you guys uh, yeah you guys spread manure at all, or is that not uh uh
1: we have in the past, but we kinda don't really have a source for it anymore, <laughs> so I my see, uncle see. has uh some cattle, but he kinda uses all his own manure now, so so yeah, I don't do any of that anymore mm-hmm. but uh yeah, for sure,
0: you find that the uh is the sulfur something that's a pretty decent substitute for manure or better or
1: uh well really like sulfur would be a part of what's in manure i guess yeah we get like what we were using is like just straight elemental sulfur like i mean if you can imagine like a you know a sulfur i mean if you've smelled like a sulfur pool or whatever you know like i i don't know they just scoop that up and kind of make it into like a pellet
2: where do you get that from
1: oh just like a fertilizer dealer Brings brings it in. So,
2: where do yeah, they get it that's from? Just
1: one of I don't, I don't know where they <laughs> get it from exactly.
2: That's
1: I mean, crazy. Pure sulfur, yeah, man. So, like, wow. Yeah.
0: Do you use anything yeah. else for fertilizer?
1: Uh, yeah. So, like, the main fertilizers are like nitrogen, phosphorus. um Potassium is actually like a pretty major one, but in Saskatchewan, we've got a lot of like potassium-rich soils. Yeah. So we don't actually apply potassium here. Like if you know <laughs> Saskatchewan, there's a lot of potash mines. Yep. Yep. And like that is pot, like potash is like pretty much straight potassium. So obviously, since there's all the mines here, it's kind of the soil's already rich in it. So,
0: so hey,
2: you hey,
1: know, all that like
0: Nick Tobin, it's not the same potash you're thinking of there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: It's all one word, potash. Yeah. It's it's, it's a rock. You you. Yeah, it wouldn't be any good for anything can't other smoke. than... Well, I was going to say, say you can't smoke that. growing but a plant, but...
0: Yep. There's guys that smoke probably, rocks, probably. so like...
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no.
1: <laughs> I mean, it'd be, it'd be good for uh, the production before the the consumption.
0: But. Right. So if you're ever driving through Saskatchewan and you see these massive facilities off of the side of the highway highway one has a couple of them and there'll be massive massive piles of white shit outside dude and it just looks it looks effed it looks like everything around the area is death and decay uh that's that's your potash mines there
1: yeah facilities. yeah Mm -hmm. i guess that's like the tailing piles so i don't know what goes on there i think right environmental scientists keeping an eye on that so
0: but, yeah, the tailing
1: tailings yeah, there's definitely are especially fantastic. that uh, yeah yeah it's i don't know i they they keep it contained i guess but yeah it's the, just the the pond itself is not a good place to be
2: I guess. yeah but,
1: but anyways so yeah doing a little bit uh we were just doing yeah the sulfur this week but that's all done now or should be done i guess the guy was gonna finish up tonight so nice yeah, I can, on another note, I can relate to the nice heavy welding table you got there because mine is way too light. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's something. Ours,
1: yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah,
0: no, a light welding table, no, not in my shop, buddy. Sorry.
1: Yeah, oh, that's, <laughs> that's all we got. I don't know, it's been, like, it's been the same one we've had my whole life, but it's, yeah, it's you, if you're, I mean, it's got a vice on it, like, it's just a vice and kind of a, I don't know, maybe three by four it's not too big so
2: yeah. but i
1: mean yeah if you're trying to like wrench on something in the vice you gotta have somebody holding down the other side of the table because it <laughs> yeah you start pulling it all over the floor and yeah is it on a cement so, floor yeah the cement floor in the in the shop that you got on the farm so
0: gotta get your leg bolted down bud
1: yeah that's a good plan we should uh you know maybe you could do that for sure because we got a
2: hammer drill i could yeah. Probably do that. Well, sometimes we move it, but not too often. I mean, it usually oh. stays in the same spot. So.
0: I thought about uh, anchoring my welding tables down because even at like a thousand pound table, it still freaking moves around if I'm really giving her yeah. on stuff. But again, kind of like you said, I do move it around occasionally. Yeah. So yeah, bolting it down. I don't know. Just yeah, you know, I picked up a uh, a platen table. It's three by six. And that thing weighs like over two thousand pounds. That don't move nowhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. When did you guys finish finish the harvest?
1: Uh this year it was I want to say right around the end of September, maybe the twenty seventh, twenty eighth.
2: Okay. It's pretty weeks pretty ago. decent
1: this year. I mean, it's been dry. Like it's been right it's real dry here like the last like since we had a little bit of rain i want to say like the start of september but like it's yep. yeah since then not like nothing like it's getting pretty dusty out there so
0: yeah you guys have a good irrigation system for days like that or um uh, no work?
1: no no irrigation here just rely on the rain just Oof dry dry land farmer i guess We so. starting to get a little
0: lancy then without the rain or well,
1: well i mean there's lots of time for snow i guess to, to show up for next year so but yeah definitely mm-hmm. definitely could use some so.
0: did you guys get nailed with
1: hard rain at the beginning of the year Ah, uh, not really we were kind of i know there was some areas there like like i know what you mean like uh Southern Southwest Manitoba, kind of southeastern Saskatchewan. There, they were pretty wet. They had a lot of flooding at the start of the year. But,
0: yeah, uh, well, all of southern Manitoba no, we were, was just yeah. brutal, dude.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. I actually, I drove through there this summer. I was on a trip, and yeah, I just, it was pretty wet. I don't know. <laughs>
0: my yard was yeah, so. my. It was literally a swamp in my backyard until yeah. July of some at some yeah. point. I think it was cre I've never. Never seen water like that before, mind you. I wasn't here. They had the uh, the flood of '97 was considered the the most oh, yeah. massive flood that they've seen. I think, if I'm not mistaken, right. I wasn't living here at that point. I was up north still, so I right. I've never seen the the carnage of of a massive flood before. Thank God. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You guys deal with any sort of crazy, uh, you know, weather tragedies out there? You're not getting tornadoes um, out there or anything like that.
1: Well. There's a few, but nothing, I don't know. I don't know if there was. Oh, well, there was a tornado kind of nearby this year, but I don't think anything got hit too bad, so. No, we haven't, usually not too bad. I don't know. Last so year something... was a real drought, but this year turned out yeah. pretty decent,
0: so. Growing up as a kid in Saskatchewan, was that something that you guys saw quite often was tornadoes, or is that something that's new to you?
1: Uh, I mean, I think they've always been around, but I, I don't know. They're never, like, huge ones, right? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I know, what, probably six years ago, I think, like, one farmyard, I don't know, a ways away, kind of got hit and knocked over some bins and, like, a pole shed or something, but yeah. nothing too serious, I guess, so mm. well, that's good. I've well. been in Manitoba
0: my whole life, and it, tornadoes aren't something that I've I can recall being yeah, a thing at all, and since I've yeah. been in Winnipeg, and you know, it wasn't even a thing when I first moved to Winnipeg. I don't think, if if anything, it's been in the last ten years, maybe fifteen, that tornadoes have started to be a thing. We had a few up by the cabin that it was so crazy. You're driving along the highway, and all of a sudden, you just see this like I don't know, thirty foot wide patch through the forest of just trees taken out. It looked like a freaking like a plane crashed or something like that. It was just like pure destruction. A path through the woods and it's what the fuck? There was a tornado? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Actually, not that yeah. long ago, there was an F5 tornado that destroyed a few campers and fucked some shit up there. But yeah, yeah. So they're they're getting worse, man. So you gotta yeah. freaking build yourself a, a bomb shelter to protect your protect your neck. Yeah, for sure. What, uh, what kind of
1: um space do you guys have for fields? like how big of a farm do you have? uh, so like my brother and I farm together and we farm about fourteen hundred acres oh,
3: buddy
2: it's <laughs> <That's> a <laughs> lot of land
1: it, so. well, yeah, I guess between I rented some of it and you own some of it, so you rent that's... some of
0: it out so you don't use the entire well, thing no waste. we.
1: No, no, like we rent land, like we actually like, pay rent. Oh, no way. On some of do. like we, yeah. So we like rent just a couple fields. And Interesting stuff. So,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool.
0: How long, uh, how long have you personally kind of been at the hell, at the helm of all this?
1: And like I like as like running a business, like myself, like like, since. You know, since, like, when I grew up, of course, I was just working for my parents, kind of, and stuff, and then yeah. I went to university for four years, and then started farming right after that. I guess the first year that I could say I was, like, actually running a business was, like, 2015? No, it was 16, yeah, was 16. 16 <laughs> was the first year, and then, uh, yeah, so then after that, I think it's an 18 Uh, My brother and I started farming together, like as a a business together. So
2: cool.
0: And what prompted you to start producing linseed oil?
2: Okay, so yeah,
1: like we've always grown it, like we've always grown flax, right? And just sold it, just put it in the truck, haul it to the elevator, and sell it. And that's kind of the end of what we've always done with it. So um, I was actually doing some woodworking. Like that's always been my hobby was woodworking. And uh, okay. so I was using linseed oil. Like I was, you know, I, and of course I knew, you know, I've always kind of known that you know, flax makes linseed oil, right? Like flax linseed is like the European name. I don't know. We Somehow in like North America, we always call it flax. And hmm. I think a lot of places do call it flax, but, but anyway. It's, f- so it was, was it's, using- it's
0: a flower, right? Like when it, it blooms uh, into a flower.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's got like a little blue flowers on it. What co- what color is it again? The seed itself? No, like the the flower, the flower. The flowers. If, the flowers are yeah. blue. And so if blue. if you
0: see the big fields of blue, that's that's yeah. linseed. Okay. Yep, yeah,
1: flax, yeah. We would the always it flax. flax. Yeah. I mean, we ne- we never call it linseed. Like that's just linseed oil is what it makes, right? I don't know, it's kind of weird, but like Well,
0: yeah, we always, because well, linseed is the seed of the plant, not the plant itself,
1: right? That's how I would look yeah, at it. it was, we call it flaxseed too, so I how <laughs> weird. As far as like I the way I see it is like linseed oil is like like the for like finishing, right? Like linseed oil is what you put on wood, you put on metal, like that's linseed oil. Like flax oil is like what you find in like a health food store, right? Like you'll find little boxes and they'll be like flax oh, okay. oil. Like that's kind of I don't know how it's kind of just separates the food use from like the industrial use I guess. What's as far the difference as like in the usage now? Oh, it's the well it's the same thing other than like linseed oil could have additives or different processing I guess. So but,
0: but your you have a linseed product with no additives
1: in it, right? Yeah, so most of my stuff doesn't have like additives I guess. Like I do I yeah, like the deck oil. So this is a whole confusing thing like if you if you go to a hardware store and you see boiled linseed oil on the shelf like boiled linseed oil at a hardware store is always gonna have like japan dryer added into it like that's just the common like usage of the name boiled linseed oil Mm and so like now it's so confusing people are like yeah i want to buy some boiled linseed oil and i'm like okay so if you've been using boiled linseed oil from the hardware store that's gonna have the like the dryer additive in it just so you know, like, so <laughs> which is fine. Like it's a, it's useful in a lot of ways, but I just kind of wanted to like, you know, I, I just want to let people know like this has it, this doesn't. Right. Cause like, I think people should know. Right. So, yeah. Well, and, and the so
0: difference yeah. between having it and not having it, what's the, the main thing you got to take into consideration with that?
1: Yeah. So, it really depends a lot on like what you're applying it to. So like with the dryer added, like it, it, it does dry way faster. Like, like, yeah like if, especially if you put it on, like if you take a paintbrush and just like paint on like a heavy layer of oil, like onto just a piece of wood, like with the dryer added, that'll like dry in like 24 hours or whatever. And with, right. without the dryer, like that's, you really got to like buff it, right? Like, even you, like, you've used the just my like regular 40 hour double boiled oil. Like, you, yep, I that, love it. Right? Yeah. Like it's, right I, on. You
0: know, I, I like soaking my hammer handles in it, dude. It's, yeah, right it on. soaks in really nice. And the way it dries yeah. doesn't leave you any sort of gumminess. Yeah. Just, it wipes off so nicely afterwards. Yeah. It,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And it
2: doesn't stink. <laughs> That's good.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing, like, that's, yeah, like, it doesn't, it definitely doesn't gum up, like, I know people talk about, like, oh, I don't want this, like, gummy stuff around, especially around, like, the head, right, or the handle, kind of right in that area, and it's, like, that's just the, like, the dryers in there, like, they, they dry it so fast, but, I mean, it's, especially because, like, oil itself, when you've got, like, a thick, like, a real, like, eighth inch thick or something, like
2: it, oof, it doesn't oof, dry eight inch hard. thick. Oof, no, that's eighth good. of
1: an inch. <laughs> an eighth of an inch. Like, it, like linseed oil doesn't dry hard. Like it, it does. Like it dries into like a like a rubber, right? Like yeah. So, right. So like you don't you don't want it to be that thick because it's gonna it's always gonna yeah. be kind of soft and gummy, unless you unless you have like an actual like varnish that has like a resin added that will dry hard. Cause then you kind of have like a mix of like a, like a good, like elastic kind of substance with the oil okay. and like the resin, which the resin will like dry hard.
0: Is that so, the uh, product you have with the pine tar or pine resin?
1: It's yeah, kind of, that's the idea. Um, <laughs> I haven't, because that also doesn't have a dryer in it. So that won't make like a hard coating. Like you still have to buff that and it, it does yeah. make a hard coating, but it's just a very thin film. Like it's not gonna have like a a thick coating like you might, you know, think that a varnish should make. So that's something I've been working on. It's like trying to make this varnish. I've been like working on that for a long time to make like a an actual like varnish that you can make like a good thick coating that like but don't quite have it yet. But
0: it's in the works, research and development, baby.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's all yeah. That's all that's all I do is research and development. That's awesome. yeah. well
0: hey when you own your own business and like with what you deal with that's what you got to do until you've got your products refined and you're like okay it's just sales now at
1: this point then you turn into a sales yeah. person right but you're like yeah. what, what did you go to university for dude okay so i took crop science oh, like so okay. that's uh so i did a lot of like genetics and like yeah like stuff like that like plant physiology Stuff. yeah it was and i i did i had a job for like almost a year working in like crop breeding um huh. uh, but yeah then i just came back to farm it was...
0: hey dawson city man. life
1: man yeah
0: have i i don't know if i've ever told you this but oh. i love you
1: oh oh man i love you too <laughs> Well played, brother. Cheers.
0: <laughs> Cheers. Uh, <laughs> that's. Wow. Uh,
2: what do you got? I, I'm not telling you. I'm okay. embarrassed to tell you what I'm drinking. You don't have to be embarrassed.
0: The Labat Blue. You don't have
2: to tell me. Oh, Labat Blue.
1: I haven't had that for a long time. A I friend don't...
0: of mine from Flin Flon left it in my fridge and it's been this okay. single Labatt blue can has been in my fridge for a few months now and I was just like oh I forgot to go to the beer store for this episode so guess who's being my friend tonight how is it you know what the initial the initial flavor I was like oh yeah beer mm-hmm. and now now I can taste the cigarettes <laughs> okay
1: That's just a mental
0: association. It it is. What are you drinking?
1: I got an original sixteen. Great Western Brewing in Saskatoon. Ooh, nice beer.
0: Shout out to uh Great Western Brewing.
2: Yeah, for
1: sure. Nice. I I saw they just the original sixteen just became like the official beer of the Calgary Flames. Oh no. That's
2: cool. I guess if you go to
1: the stadium. You getting a uh, like original sixteen, or else like a like a, just a regular like Great Western Light, I guess. But yeah,
2: that no, was cool.
0: Do they do a Do they do a a copper one as well? Original sixteen copper, something like that. Yes,
1: they're yeah. yeah.
0: That's the one I That's like. One
1: I, okay, I've had that, but yeah, it's been a while. But yeah, it's good
0: here. So you've got the um, double boiled linseed oil. Doesn't have any additives in it. Could I drink that stuff, dude? If it, like, would it kill me or make me extremely sick?
1: Okay, so no, it wouldn't, it wouldn't taste good because it's like boiled, right? So it's kind of got more, well, I've tasted it, but of course. (laughs) But so the thing is, like, I, in order to like produce food ingredients, you've got to have like a license from the Canada Food Inspection Agency, right? And like okay. I just, that's just not what I'm into. Like my I'm into like making wood finishes, right? And and like you know metal. So that's kind of so it's like I just I just haven't gone to that market. And like it's a whole another thing, like getting a license and going through all those hoops. Well, I'm sure, man. Yeah. So it's just not just not worth it. Like I I did like I talked to the CFIA like because I'm like I told them I was like so I want to like market this as like safe for food contact, right? And they're like, yeah, like that's fine, like as long as you're not consuming it, right? So,
2: ah. so, I talked to
1: like Canada Food In- Inspection Agency and Health Canada, two separate like organizations do different things. And I like contacted both of them, and I was like, I want to market these as like safe for food contact, and they're like, yeah, that's like, like I, they like I found like the actual like law, which is like no person shall like put a harmful substance into like food packaging containers or whatever and like, okay so obviously i'm not doing that It was a lot easier actually when i saw like the the like u.s like rules or whatever because like the U the united states like agency they just had a list they're like this is all good and I'm like linseed Dole is right there and i'm like okay so it's it's all good
2: pretty <laughs> really?
1: i guess the, the canada law wasn't quite as like you know didn't have like a list of things it was just like nothing harmful so so yeah so everything it's all it's all good for food contact like the 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 pure oil yeah put it on a cutting board if you want it's not linseed oil like isn't i don't know i know a lot of people use it on spoons and stuff it's not that popular for like cutting boards a lot of people like just like mineral oil because that kind of is like a real like uh it soaks in and it doesn't like dry, like keeps it like moist. If some people want that. Yeah, so. right. You, I've used it on my cutting boards. Like I would always use my stuff on my cutting boards and countertops and stuff. So. And it mm. works good. I like it.
2: I think
0: hammer handles and axe handles has been, pretty sure that's the only thing I've used it on so far. I haven't had a chance okay. to use it on anything else. I do have to build a new deck next summer. So be okay. hitting you up for some deck oil there, brother.
1: Yeah, man, five gallon pails, I've got them.
0: Yeah. I'll be using that code yeah. uh, Forge Chat Ten to save myself ten yep. percent on my yeah, order because sure. it's going to be yeah. over fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I totally. When I made that code, I like forgot the the side in the middle. <laughs>
2: like,
1: FORGECHAT. and I didn't realize till like way later. I'm like, oh, it should say Forge Side Chat, but no I, I like it as it is i like okay. it as it is
0: yeah no it's good uh it kind of throws a little bit of a curveball into it and does it shortens it a little bit which is nice yeah right, I, guess. I don't have to type in as much yeah no, it's good
1: yeah no uh, like it's yeah i've been using oil on everything like my, my dad uses it like a lot on like metal like okay like, like farm machinery he's like putting it on like metal like when he like did the trailer decks and stuff, he was like doing the whole frame and everything too.
2: Oh and yeah. I think it works
1: great on metal, like really it does. Like if like it keeps Dude. the like rust off, like great.
0: Totally. Uh, yeah, especially yeah. because of the way it dries and creates like a coat. Oh.
1: Yeah. Like you don't like, yeah, just you know, wipe it on, like buff it up. Like you can like, really like buff it, like wipe it, you know, once you like apply it, like wipe it all off until you yeah. know, and you got it like, you know, it was into the pores in the metal and
0: like Yeah. Dude, I'm going to have to try that out because there's definitely things I've got that uh, are bare metal and I don't want them rusty.
3: Oh, awesome, awesome, dude. (gasps) Spike knives! Coat your spike knives in linseed oil. It's perfect.
0: I mean, you could coat any of your knife in spike, like the blade, right? The the wood handle. Does it have any sort of, of, of effect to anything like, that's like plastic or anything like that will it do anything to plastics or anything
1: um i mean like if you put it on a plastic i guess it would kind of still give it like an oiled kind of like look maybe i don't know okay i haven't really done much on plastic i gotta do more on leather too i haven't really tried much on leather but i know like a lot of people do it
0: okay it's, I, I was just thinking with the plastic. Like, do you have to avoid getting it on the plastic? Is it something you need oh. to worry about? Probably not, though. No, yeah. no, no.
1: Yeah, no, you don't have to. You can get it on the plastic and just like buff it off. I guess. I, cool. as far as I know, I guess I should test everything. But I mean, I'm sure I've put it on plastic things before. I guess nothing specific comes to mind. But...
0: <laughs> no worries. Um. What does the uh, the deck oil, how does, what's the difference in the deck oil from the double bit boiled in seed oil?
2: Yeah.
1: So the deck oil has the oil dryer added into it. So, okay. So the oil dryer is like, so basically like it's manganese either like manganese is what I, well, I'm not entirely sure because I don't know the actual percentage of what I've used. Cause I can't, this is a whole other thing. It's like, I've been trying, like, I'm trying to order, like, a. of course, if you can order from, like, actual supplier, which is hard to even talk to. Because, like, where do you find a supplier of, like, you know, like, industrial coatings, additives? Like, I've I found them. I've talked to them. They didn't want to sell it to me <laughs> for liability reasons. Okay. <laughs> but, but I was, like, yeah, like, so what I use is Japan Dryer. You can get it from, like, the hardware store. Okay. um And so I'm sh- like mostly it's manganese. So and how that works is like you know how like I'm just like iron, like is also like manganese is a metal, and you know how quickly like iron will oxidize right and rust. Mm-hmm. So when you've got like that, man- like manganese is an even like I guess you would say like a higher metal, I guess. So it has like a more oxidative potential. Like it'll absorb more oxygen
2: because okay. like
1: iron actually works as a dryer too, but. Yeah like manganese is it so how it works is like how quickly those metals can like absorb oxygen and when you have those like mixed right into the oil they'll transfer all that oxygen to the oil like that much faster and that's what dries oil is it's absorbing oxygen it's absorbing oxygen to like create these like bonds like the oil is like bonding to itself and like yeah polymerizing is like the technical term and so it's I i man, i should see like it's crazy how how much weight like if you actually have like the like the oil and if you like start like when you coat it like this is a crazy thing like if you have like a, a enclosed room like a not well ventilated room and you're using like linseed oil paint which is like another product that i want to make but if you've got an enclosed room and not well when, not well ventilated and you're like coat the whole thing in linseed oil paint like that paint that oil will be absorbing so much oxygen that like you need some ventilation because it's sucking all the oxygen out of the air <laughs> like it's it's crazy oh crazy but yeah like it's like the oil is absorbing all that oxygen and like it actually takes in a lot of weight like i I've, i should find out because it's like a significant percentage of weight that yeah. uh, that oil is absorbing of oxygen crazy. and like yeah so, that's that's so cool dude that is so cool
0: yeah it's i get that goes hand in hand as to why you can't leave uh regs with linseed oil left out (laughs) of the top too because
1: of the oxidation Yeah. yeah yeah because that that absorbing oxygen like that chemical reaction is exothermic it's generating heat if you like the thing to do like if the warning that's on the cans like that is like the official health canada warning for like what to do is like lay it flat like if you use like i always i mean i use paper towel mostly Okay. and like it's just you, you know you you wipe it down until it's dry and then just lay it flat like on the counter for like you know a couple of days until you can tell when the oil like with the drop when it's dry on the paper towel because like it isn't oily anymore like it's kind of mm-hmm. it's like a weird kind of crusty like hard yep. to, the, to the paper towel or whatever but but yeah so like that's yeah you just just don't like Crumple it all up into a big wad, and then throw it in your bottom of your like trash can, and pile more stuff on top. That that generates some heat. That's a good heat trap. So, which is crazy because like the oil itself, like it's not really that flammable. Like, like the flash point. Like I was looking at this is, yeah, I was like looking at like like uh, the definition of a combustible liquid or whatever. Like not even a flammable liquid. Like there's a flammable liquid, and then there's a combustible liquid, which is uh... less. Flammable, do, right? well, do, tell like, fire. do tell yeah, more. Do tell more. Yeah, so like the the definition of a combustible liquid is like a flash point of like ninety three Celsius. So I guess like the flash point means like it, when it gets to that temperature, it'll start like emitting like vapors, which are like flammable, right? Like that'll like okay. yeah go into a fireball, right? Yeah. And so the actual like flash point of linseed oil is like two hundred and six Celsius.
2: Oh, crazy. so that's just
1: and, like it's yeah, it's like not combustible. Like there's no like. Like what does no fire mean? hazard really. But
0: what's the viscosity than, of linseed oil versus like canola oil
1: is way thinner than
0: linseed oil, right? Uh,
1: yeah, it would be slightly thinner. I guess it depends on how much the oil has been like oxidized already. Like as mm-hmm. far as you can do like a lot of things with like as far as like preparing linseed oil. Like I I want to start like like you can like bubble air. Like if you just like put like an air. Hose into the bottom of the pot yeah, and like uh, start like bubbling air, aerate through it through the uh yeah, aerate it. it. Like of course it'll like when you bubble the air through it, it's gonna start absorbing that oxygen, and like yeah, Pick it'll definitely gain like a lot of a lot of weight just doing that, and like it becomes thicker too. So,
0: hmm. hmm, that's not usually the way I see it get thicker, but if it works for linseed oil, then it works for linseed oil. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'll, yeah, it'll get thicker just over time too. Like, yeah, it's...
0: that's what I tell my wife. Just, <laughs> okay. just, just keep on touching it. It'll get thicker over time. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. too much, too too much for you, Dawson. No, <laughs> no, that's
1: all right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, the dick jokes are making you uncomfortable. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> just aerated <laughs> <laughs> sorry
2: <laughs> boy oh boy
0: what's wrong with me
1: eh?
2: no <laughs> okay
0: okay who right. was hey get out of here my dog's trying to get up in my face I, he, I don't know if he's had supper yet I haven't had supper yet a crazy day for me. Well, I done unload that table, and I got home and spent oh, okay. an hour oh, doing man. that. And by the time I was done doing that, it was like, oh shit, I gotta get in and yeah. on the computer here, buddy. Busy night. Sure. So, the uh, the double boiled linseed oil, there being like as thick as it is, can you make it thinner in any sort of way?
1: Uh you can if you want, like uh turpentine. Is like a pretty traditional solvent. It's not like. I mean, turpentine is a you know flammable stuff too. I mean, it's it's a natural yeah. solvent because it literally comes straight from a pine tree. Okay. But I mean, it's it's yeah. I mean, it's pretty commonly used. I mean, it's a traditional, I guess. Like
2: that's linseed oil yeah. and
1: turpentine. People like love to put them together. I guess so.
0: Yeah. No, that's the old but, the old blacksmith uh, trick. A little yeah. bit of linseed, sure. a three part mix of linseed oil. Turpentine and beeswax. That yeah, to, for sure. That to, you're producing something called flax wax, so, and is that is that a 50-50 mix of linseed oil uh, and beeswax? No. Not quite? No,
1: not 50-50. 50-50 it's, would be very hard. Like, uh, like it's, okay. yeah, so it's less than that, but it's, I tried to put in as much beeswax as I could and still have it like a, you know, nice paste kind of product. Yeah. Because, so it's yeah so that took a while of testing to get the exact percentage trade secret <laughs> That's <laughs>
0: um that's definitely my favorite product of yours so far yeah, for sure oh, yeah. yeah um yeah,
1: yeah people, just like for a quick it. application it's, yeah Exactly yeah it's easy right cuz it's just scoop a little out and wipe it on quick like it's yeah fast for sure
0: Like so I wouldn't kinda, I
1: mean I like it too for that
0: I wouldn't lean on it for my hammer handles because I, it doesn't get the chance yeah, to like yeah. soak in. Whereas if you leave like your wood handle, your fi- your finished hammer in a bucket of linseed oil, that shit soaks in a little bit, right? Soak that yeah, shit sure. in linseed oils. That was like, that's the yeah. insane.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that was great. That was like the original that you you came up with, right? The first like plug. Yeah,
3: <laughs> it's just funny. Like
0: speaking of plugs, one. we we deal with this guy, Lawrence Lake from maritime knife supply. I don't know if you've heard about him. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. He's a
0: good dude. And you oh. can save yourself a hundred dollars on his website with uh, heat treating ovens. There's Paragon and there's even heat. And if you use the code FSC kiln, you'll save yourself a hundred dollars on one of those kilns. There's so many awesome things on his website, dude. It just blows me away. The selection of product that he's brought it in. It, it, it's, it's unfathomable. I don't get it. It is really in one year. This guy is just growing a crazy awesome business. And he's super smart too when it comes to knife making, running the business, um taxes, because he's kind of, you know, certified tax guy. So there's, oh, there's really? that too. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> okay, he, he's a super smart guy. Don't go hitting him up for all these. Tax questions, though, you'll drive him absolutely nuts. <laughs> Leave him alone on that. Do not bug him about that. And if you do, I, I'm sorry, Lawrence. Now he's going to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what? The the one thing I do want to bring up is he's been carrying A33 recently. It's a uh, steel product called Atlantic 33 or A33 for short. A uh, friend of mine, True North Forge. He just picked some up recently and he's been playing with it and he has nothing but good things to say about it. He says the steel works absolutely amazing comparable to H13 in toughness, but in forging aspects, so much easier than H13. And the best part about it is as soon as you're done, you water quench it and you're ready to go. No tempering needed, nothing So it's an amazing steel. Most tool steels that we deal with as blacksmiths, we have to play with them at certain heats for forging levels. Like H13 has a very high heat forging level. If you start forging it below that level, it'll start to crack on you. Um, And it's also extremely hard to forge at anything but a high, high heat as well. H13 is an air hardening tool. So you got a air hardening process that you've got to do with H13 versus the Atlantic 33 doesn't have that. If you're not doing your hardening process, your steels H13 is still going to be damn hard and it, pretty much just hardens on its own when you just leave it out in the air. There's the, That's essentially their hardening process. I know there's more to it than that, so don't do not do just that and say that's it. But then, the, then you start going into stuff like 5160 and 4140 and stuff like that for your tool steels, or maybe it's S7, and they've all got this crazy different range of heats that you need to quench them at, um, heats that you need to soak at before quenching them, and then temper afterwards. Most of these steels are tempering at about 400 degrees for two hours, times two. You always want to do at least two temper periods, um, and then when you're done, you've got your finished product. You like how it looks. What do you do, Dawson?
2: Soak
1: that shit, in Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> nice. So that's that's my recommendation.
0: That's a. Hey yeah you're getting that recommendation from the boys here at forgeside chat well for me I, and I, I know nick would recommend it too and i know steve was like dude i need to get me some of that i don't know if he's ordered any yet but keep an eye out for steve ordering some yeah, of that stuff yeah, from you to
1: that. did
0: you get my sticker yet
1: yeah. oh man i did yeah yes. I got your sticker like yesterday and your note it was awesome yeah a little handwritten letter right. for you gotta do that for yeah, everybody man. i
0: send a letter to you yeah i oh, I, I save that. i've got yours up here on my uh somewhere huh up yeah. here yeah i've got a whole little stack of letters and stuff that i'm saving from nice. everybody that has sent me letters and
2: yeah
0: there's a couple actually that um they sent me stuff before i got into the rigmarole of having the stickers justin used to handle all the sticker stuff and then when he decided that he needs well he's busy. Dealing with some TV show yeah. stuff, there, fire and slice or something oh man, like yeah. that. Yeah,
1: no, I've been well, following that. That's pretty sweet.
0: I uh, it, when I saw the Instagram thing, I gave him heck, and I was like, "Dude, fire and slice kind of looks like fire's lice." <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah. So he used to deal with all the stickers. I'm dealing with that now, and now that I'm dealing with it, I got a few letters that I should look back. I didn't take those addresses and shoot them some stickers for some love too. We'll be doing a new sticker in the new year as well for season two. Season two starts in January. Oh man, dude. Pumped. I'm super pumped. I've got some wicked names lined up for January. I'm not going to say anything more than that, but I've got some awesome people lined up for January. It's going to be a wicked awesome January and uh, yeah. Knife awesome. makers, artistic yeah. blacksmith, and what's the other one? Oh, welder. So, oh, and a jewelry maker. Four people lined up. Four different yeah. people lined up already That's for cool. January. That's not something that I normally do. I usually don't go that far ahead in schedule. But considering
2: the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The
0: the level that these people are at in prestige. the prestige of these people. Thank you. Yeah, Dawson. Sure. We could, we could work together. I like this, the, considering uh, the, the prestige of these people, yeah, no, for sure. I figured it's probably a good idea to give them a heads up and, you know, say like, Hey, I yeah. really love to interview you. And how's January looking mm-hmm. everyone that was, uh, that I approached about that was like, fuck. Yeah, that's perfect. So, it's this is a little insight as to how how far in advance I normally have things scheduled. I don't have anybody scheduled for next week yet. But it takes like there's so many people that I can reach out to and be like, yeah. come on, come on the show. It's just, it's not something that I really stress about all too much. So, what do you find? So stresses you out when it comes to running your business is there things that you like really are like man this is the one thing that i just i wish i did not have to deal with this
1: um as far as like the actual product that i'm making the thing that i like get the most like concerned about in my like product quality or whatever is like so when you when you crush any seed for oil right like any like oil seed there's always going to be like a small amount of waxes in the oil and of course when you like crush them and like i mean it's so my oil is like cold pressed but cold pressed, i mean just kind of i mean it is cold like i don't steam it like the seed going in is cold but of course there's so much pressure in there and friction that it it heats up to like 70 celsius
0: oh really wow that's
1: not that's not crazy hot i mean like a normal like I mean, if you like steam the seed before going in you can get it up to like over 100 but like right. that's just that's just the heat from the friction of like crushing cuz i mean you're really like you want to rupture every cell in that seed in order to like release the oil out of it totally
0: right? totally So yeah. there there is a
1: lot like like what i like i have like a small machine but it's got like a i think i have a 5 horse motor on this okay. like little machine that's like crushing like you know pounds an hour like it's it's slow it's like it's geared down to like 20 rpm on this like screw that's like going and it's like a five horse motor so it's a lot of torque right so there's a lot of friction there
0: how does it crush the seed? is it like a press or is it like um does it does it have rollers that roll the seed through rollers or something
1: yeah so it's just called like a screw press right so it has like a basically a screw like, it's got a hopper that dumps into, like, this screw, and the screw is, like, pump, like, you know, augering it's, it, right? It, yeah, into, it's fluted. It's turning, to, yeah. It's, like, it's, like, a, yeah, it's, like, a screw. Yeah. And so, it it's, like, augering it to the end of the screw where there's, like, uh, basically a very, like, small clearance there where it yeah. forms, like, a solid mass because it's, like, cranking all this material into this, like, Yeah, you know, small area where it like basically it's it grinds it and crushes it into like no like it it turns it into like a solid like material there, right? And so there's so much pressure at that point that the oil starts flowing back, and then it it like there's like a screen kind of area where it like oil will flow out and like start dropping out the bottom. Yeah, and so then at the end, like there's so much pressure on this that it starts pumping it out this like little nozzle in like a basically i don't know what you would call it, like basically like a like a dough, i guess like it's basically like you've ground this yeah. into a solid mass and then you're like pumping it out this nozzle well what do you do and with so, the waste uh yeah so it's actually like a high value like feed for animals right? i figured so, there was something so mostly like that. yeah so my uncle takes most of it so far to feed to his cows so.
2: cool yeah. right on yeah
1: yeah, like it's a high protein like feed. So,
2: yeah, very I'm
1: interesting. Here for that. Yeah. So, anyways, so back to what I'm talking about is like so there's so there's like a, a small percentage of natural waxes in that oil. Yeah. And so when it's coming out at that you know relatively warm temperature, those those waxes stay like melted, right? Dissolved in the oil. And so, but when you put it in the tank and like you leave it there for a while, and especially like like my tank is in like a unheated area basically and so like that that when the temperature drops to like freezing or whatever those waxes will crystallize in the oil yeah and so that causes cloudiness okay and, like i'm very particular like i don't want my oil to be cloudy i want it to be like crystal clear so, so like i have a filter and of course when the first time i run it through the filter those oils and those waxes are like dissolved in the oil and the filter won't take it out but once they crystallize like they'll like the filter will take it out, so I like okay. run it through the filter again, and I got like so basically it's like double filtered too. Gotcha. Oh so yeah, so that's what I'm like taking out is like taking those waxes out, and then I'm like very like oh did I get all the wax out? And I like I don't know <laughs> like that's what I'm very and it's like it doesn't really affect the oil right because like having like point one percent wax is not a bad thing. It just makes it cloudy, and I want it to be like crystal clear. So. Ah dude. So if anyone ever sees cloudy oil, let me know. It's okay. But I just want to make sure that it's got to look perfect, I guess. So, and like, no, no one's ever complained about this.
3: This
0: I'm is just like, kidding. this is something to be like, you, you like should be really proud about your, about that and your yeah. product and, and boast that like,
1: yeah, I've like, know. I've talked to like other people, like, uh, I've like explained this, like, problem right like i've told this to like some like people that work in like oil clarification and stuff and i'm like and they're like oh so if people complain i'm like no no one's complained like i just i've seen it <laughs> right and so i've like i've like had to like double check everything so oh uh. so, yeah
0: <laughs> this is this is a problem that we have as makers, dude. It, it's yeah, for sure. your own product is always you always criticize your own product the most. Generally, I mean, yeah. uh, if you ask somebody that's been making flaxseed oil for a long time, they might criticize you in some different way that you didn't even see it, and that's what we we like to do as blacksmiths is you know, or knife knife makers are more into that than blacksmiths per se, but. You know, you take your knife to a guy that's been doing it for forty years or whatever, and you say, like, you know, what do you see wrong with this knife? I know what I see wrong, but what do you see wrong? And they start picking out things that you would have never fucking thought of. So, <laughs> yeah. Do you have anybody that you bounce off of when it comes to that kind of stuff, or is this just like all oh, like you, dude?
1: I do. I have like a uh, so like the guy who basically sells this equipment right like he's a loves to talk so i like you know ask him questions and he'll like give me suggestions and like how to like you know operate this like these processes yeah i also have a kind of a buddy who works in like the food industry i guess but also in like like edible vegetable oils okay so so he kind of can obviously help because i mean he's Basically, like knows about all these processes, just like a different like end product. I mean, basically the same end product, just different end use. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so that's been great, I guess. And, uh, yeah, I have figured things out, I guess. But everything like takes time, and yeah, I just definitely particular about it, I guess. So,
0: I had a a thought went through my head at one point in this conversation, and I like I asked you about the con- comparison to canola oil. <laughs> The reason I asked about that is canola oil is the conventional oil that most blacksmiths will use for quenching, right? Okay. Um, it just, it's it's been proven to be a very reliable oil to use for quenching. You got to heat it up a little bit to get the proper quench temperatures. And when I was thinking about it, the comparison to linseed oil, I was like, man, I wonder how linseed oil would work for quenching. But you mentioned that the f- flash yeah. point for it was in the 200 degree range
1: right yeah i yeah i yeah i don't know what the i don't know what it is for canola oil the difference i guess like is with like canola oil has like a very high smoke point so like that's the yeah, point where like, it'll actually like burn right
0: that's the one so like to watch linseed for
1: oil like the smoke point is only like 100 c yeah market. like like nope. uh canola is like over 200 for sure like i think it's like 450 fahrenheit I, so that's I, why it's like deep fry, right because yeah, like you can deep fry with exactly. canola because it doesn't burn so i guarantee yeah, you, you
0: people listening to this are like linden you're a freaking idiot you cannot use linseed oil for that <laughs> i've I don't heard know.
1: i know people like you i think they use it for like seasoning cast iron and stuff oh i could so, see that i don't know yeah I, well, i'm not sure i guess i think they do no, I don't know. I, I, I mean, Just it's yeah, it food safe, oil, but yeah, the pure oil exactly.
0: Don't season your cast iron with canola oil because that shit no. fricking goes rancid. So
2: <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah,
0: I've heard that. Um, essentially, the best oil to use is olive oil because okay. it it doesn't go rancid. It's not a seed oil. There's actually this really big thing going on right now in the uh, food industry with health nuts that have decided that seed oil actually is not good for human consumption. And, yeah, for sure. You know, if you think about it, like grape I mean, seed oil, this yeah. is the example I saw, like how many grapes would you have to eat to get a teaspoon of grape oil in your system? Humans were yeah. never ever designed to consume that amount of grapes. So why the yeah, fuck are right. we consuming grapeseed oil, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I know
1: like Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's uh that example. Yeah. And then, I mean, and then uh, like olives and stuff, right? Like olive oil. I guess that's why they're saying olive oil is good, right? I mean I love olives. Like I
0: Oh, I love I love <laughs> olive, olive oil out. too, man. I'll cook with just okay, olive yeah, oil, sure. salt and pepper, man, on my vegetables. Yeah.
3: Fuck yeah, oh, yeah. so
0: good.
2: Yeah, yeah, sure.
0: The one, the one oil that really like it, I kind of get a little edgy around it, and a little like hot and bothered or whatever. I don't know. Like, I, my my, the hair on the back of my neck stands up is when when rapeseed oil comes into play. It's like, what? <laughs> what what's happening here?
1: It's a European thing, yeah, rapeseed. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, don't, I I don't know. It's uh not not something I'm really I don't think I've ever actually seen rapeseed oil to be honest. I don't I don't know.
1: Yeah, like that's what they call canola like traditionally in Europe. Although the canola was oh, really? like, originally different from like rapeseed because canola was like bred to have like a better like less like tox. I don't know, toxic, but less like I forget what it is, like yurisic acid or something. Like, they bred it to be, like, lower in that because that's, like, a... I don't know. Anyway, canola was supposed to be, like, a a better oil for that. Because, like, canola and, like, mustard are really closely related. Okay. And so, like, canola or, like, rapeseed originally had, like, some of those, like, mustard kind of compounds that make, like, mustard spicy. Okay. And so, they, like... Lowered the amount of that and canola, Oh man, it's like, like selective breeding, just like oh this one's got less, let's breed this one, with this other one that also has less, and they just like kept lowering that amount. And like
3: it's a GMO.
1: It's not that selective breeding,
0: it's
2: not, <laughs> it's not transgenic. It's
0: um, talking about all this, you've made me realize that mustard is a seed, and yeah, mustard
1: is good.
0: I fucking love mustard? mustard. Oh gosh, darn. Mustard on my burger yeah, or our hot dogs oh, yeah.
1: all day. Dude, you know like Saskatchewan is like the world's largest producer of mustard seed. We no don't worry. grow it on our farm cuz it's it's mustard likes it like kind of dry, so they grow a lot of it like Swift Current area where it's like hot and dry, I guess, so.
2: Hmm.
1: But yeah, no, it's mustard. They grow a lot of it over there.
0: I'm trying to remember what the name of those fuckers are called again. Um Saskatchewan watches? You ever seen one of those in your area? I think they're from I think they're more like from Nor- <laughs> Never a, seen one. Saskatchewan version. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, we joked about that back.
1: Oh, I heard that one.
0: Yeah, a long time ago. And
1: <laughs> you're what? There's one episode you were roasting me about
0: something. I forget. I'm, I'm saying something m- about Saskatchewan. I might have, uh, I might have <laughs> joked about Saskatchewan here and there, but hey, I'm allowed to. I was born on the Saskatchewan border, buddy. I'm like part, oh, partially Saskatchewan. Great
1: inside.
0: Well, no, but if you look where the, where the, uh, where the hospital is in Flint, Flint, Flint.
1: Fon, Oh, okay. It
0: is literally on the freaking border, dude. Like, okay. Yeah, barely yeah. in Manitoba. So, okay. I, no, I've never clean. been
1: to Flintpaw. Yeah, I. Well, you know what? I've been to the road where it says like Creighton, three hundred kilometers that way or something. And I just I didn't didn't take the trip.
0: Yeah, I, I wouldn't have blamed you. That that road is kind of boring as f. To be honest, it's <laughs> mostly mean. just trees. You're just driving through yeah. like forest. But yeah, Flin Flon's unique, dude. It really yeah. is a super unique town. Like it's, there's so much bare rock there and it's actually a very okay, yeah. like big hills too. Like yeah. I look back to my life there and I was like, damn, as if I didn't get into snowboarding when I lived in Flin Flon and I've always wanted to go back there in the winter to snowboard. I actually have once, but yeah. didn't, didn't get all that much done because I was only there for a couple of days, but always wanted to go back there with a group of people and film some snowboarding off of the cliffs and handrails that are in Flint Flon. Cause it's a wicked town for that. Nice. So outside of the very interesting landscape in Flint how much going on there anymore, dude, the mine's been shut down. The town is yeah. shrinking big time. Now everybody's moving to snow Lake. Cause that's where the mine is open now. So oh, huh. yeah. Snow Lake went through some interesting freaking times, man. Back when I lived in Flint Snow Lake had a population of over 2,000 people. The mine closed. <laughs> it dropped down to like 800 people. That's when I moved there for a little bit. And then shortly after we moved away, the mines started reopening like crazy and the town started growing again. When I was living there, you could have bought a house for $20,000, dude. And a decent house. So We're not talking, like, right. a piece of junk. We're talking, like, a normal bungalow, three bedrooms, two yeah. bathrooms, like, freaking decent house, right? For, like, 20000 yeah. This is back in the 90s. And yeah, wow. nowadays, you can't find a house there for under 300000 apparently. Wow,
2: man. That's
1: crazy. Yeah, you can still find a pretty cheap house in a small town in Saskatchewan, like. There's one just down the street, like literally, I mean, they must've sold, I, I don't know who bought it, but like a one, like one, it's just small, like one bedroom. Like, I think it was like 700 square feet. Okay. But, yeah. It was like for sale for 60,000, Had like a like new roof, brand new, like air conditioner and stuff like his new floors. It was like 6,000 bucks. Wow.
2: But man. he bought it.
1: <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. And you know, it had like a nice big yard. You could put like a nice blacksmith shop there
0: <laughs> what's uh james asfeth that we just had on okay our af seth sorry af seth he was on yeah. the show a few episodes back and he was saying like that's essentially he bought his house for like less than ten thousand dollars if i'm not mistaken he okay. had a lot of yeah, renovations something to do, like that
1: but...
2: yeah yeah
1: yeah no there's some like that too good luck finding that that's in cool. uh in the city anywhere yeah you're pretty close to Saskatoon, aren't you? Uh, we're kind of right in the middle of Saskatoon and Regina, so like, it's it's like an hour and twenty minute drive to like Saskatoon.
0: So. Ooh, okay, that's not close. It's a ways, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, yeah.
1: But I mean, I make it in there, relatively often, I guess.
0: So off season's going to be coming to you right away. No farming. Yeah, I
1: guess the farming season, but yeah, I gotta we get some stuff done with the linseed oil stuff. What's
0: what I was going to ask you about next is how long do you find yourself dealing with the linseed oil side of things? You know, you've got to crush all the seeds and get the oil, process the oil, package it. You're busy with that stuff pretty much all winter? Or...
2: Yeah. Well, hopefully
1: like last winter, I mean, obviously the, I mean, it's kind of it's growing, which is awesome. So I mean, getting a little more busy, but uh yeah. So hopefully this winter will be more busy. I this is a whole thing. Like I, I wanted to get like a, so my 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 crushing press is set up in just like a twenty foot shipping container, like on mm-hmm. the farm, and I just like run an extension cord out there <laughs> and run it. So like obviously it's not heated. It's not great in the winter. So I. Okay. I was trying to get, like, a shop set up, and it's, I don't know if it's going to happen. Like, I've got, like, a garage in town here that I can probably, like, you know, run stuff in. It's, I don't think my neighbors will complain. I <laughs> i don't know how much I should be, like, operating there, but I, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of noise, so that's, like, the good thing. What
0: oh, would they complain about?
1: Quiet. Yeah, I don't know. I, like...
0: I used to get away with blacksmithing in my old garage and I had neighbors yeah. on three sides of me
1: that never said nothing to me about it, man.
2: Yeah, for sure. No,
1: yeah, my neighbors are good. I mean, I'd, it'd be fine. I, Of course, I wanted, like, a commercial, like, address because, like, people are like, oh, your residential address, we can't ship you stuff, can't ship uh... you, like, barrels of stuff, <laughs> which is understandable, right. I guess. But even just, like, even just you know, certain things, like, I'll try to get, like, you know, like, small, it kind of works, because, I mean, I do have the farm, and I can, like, get stuff delivered there if it's, like, a pallet load or whatever, but it's, but then the farm, like, farms in Saskatchewan don't really have addresses, so you have yeah. to get a land location, <laughs> yeah. and, like, normal couriers will be, like, what is this, like, we don't deliver it to land locations, but if you've got, like, something on, like, a LTL truck, they'll usually... Still out there, so oh
2: yeah,
1: how far yeah. is the farm from your house? uh, it's only like two two and a half miles,
2: like oh nice town, so yeah right. it's
1: it's definitely pretty close pretty good, so. Um,
2: yeah. your folks living out there still, or uh, they
1: actually live in town too. My brother lives on the farm, my brother and I like built a house like we like built our own house at the farm and then i got married and moved to town so okay so we got like a sweet house at the farm that like we just built and then i lived there for like a year and a half and then moved out (laughs) but it's no it was it was awesome like we yeah definitely we designed it all ourselves like (laughs) well
0: that is very awesome dude congratulations yeah yeah that's a lot of work man you have to know what you're doing for that for sure
1: yeah you know it's actually amazing that there aren't more issues with the design like the layout <laughs> because we literally this is the craziest thing like we didn't have blueprints for this house like we just started building the foundation started building the floor and we're like oh you know let's put a bay window right there and we're like all right let's go back to the lumber store get some longer joists and we'll put this bay window in <laughs> we're like just like run to like the lumber yard grab some like 14 foot joists instead of the 12 foot that we were using and like put these in and like oh we got a bay window now and then we like start like building the walls up and we're like yeah, this, wow this is crazy like <laughs> i guess you wouldn't i don't because like yeah it was like because in like on a farm well, in we were lucky in our municipality like we didn't have to have like a building permit like, oh that's awesome so just build her up no inspections on anything we built it all the code like my brother is like a he took carpentry like he's like a level two like apprentice or whatever. Oh, he, like finished sweet. that. So, and like we had the code book and like everything's to code, but nice. Like, there there were no inspections or permits or anything.
2: Crazy
1: man! Time to move Which, to, is, to yeah, Saskatchewan. Crazy. Like you and you gotta like, there's not like not all the municipalities are like that. Like I know the, the one next door. Like yeah, you gotta have permits or stuff like that. But
2: hmm.
1: yeah, you just <laughs> you just gotta build in the right one, I guess.
0: Crazy. I would have never thought that that existed anymore nowadays. But you are in Saskatchewan, so yeah, yeah. There's that. I, I want to, I want to say things, but Zip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I won't, I won't dog it too much about being from Saskatchewan. So you're finding yourself busy with woodworking as a hobby. And I was kind of like, that's where I was kind of trying to go with asking you how busy you are doing the linseed oil come winter time and stuff like that. Do you find any downtime? Like if you've got woodworking as a hobby, when do you find yourself uh, getting around to that kind of stuff, man?
1: Yeah, I, I don't like last winter I had like no woodworking. I was doing housework because we like, once we moved into this house, we like renovated some stuff. So I was pretty much just housework all last winter. And like the shop, like what so like, we just have like the one shop at the farm, it's like a forty by forty and it's it's like set up as like a metal shop, right? Like that's it's like the welding shop. So it's like I'll like do some woodworking and then I'll get all the sawdust all over everything and they're like clean this up. Like what Oh, yeah. I know that. So I gotta like clean that <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, like, do a little bit, then I got to get everything, definitely got to have everything cleaned up by, like, middle of March, because then it's like, all right, we got to start working on this farm equipment, get stuff ready to go, so.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely got some got some good projects done there a couple of years ago, and
2: what kind that's of stuff when I
1: started to, ah, I made, like, a sweet, like, credenza, like, it turned out awesome. That was the first time that I, like, did, like, glue up panels where you, like, make like solid panels out of like four boards or whatever you like clamp them together and make like a solid panel first time i tried that out so and it Hmm. turned out awesome and then it was right after i finished that that i was like oh i'm gonna try making that was when the linseed oil because i like put linseed oil on this thing and i'm like oh i should make my own linseed oil so so right after i finished that the next project i was working on was like the first time that i tried to crush linseed oil i like made my own like press like a screw press like I welded it together no way and it's just it did not work (laughs) like I was going off this like blog post from this guy I think he was like in Africa and he's like yeah this is (laughs) how you like weld together a press to like I forget what he was using it for like some kind of like nut I guess like a nut oil but like so what I did like I found I forget what it was like inch and three eighths maybe like pipe uh, yeah it was like schedule 40 so whatever the inside diameter that is i went and got like a like a big kind of auger drill bit uh-huh like that would fit like nicely inside this like pipe or whatever yeah and then i like i i just welded like some angle iron on the back to kind of to like make uh just a stand so i could clamp it to the table and then so i had like a hole in the top of this pipe where this like you know seeds were supposed to run in and then like they had a the screw, this drill bit inside the pipe, and just a little bit ahead of that, there was I like just put it on the bandsaw and like cut like just a little like slice for the oil to run through. Was the idea is to have this like little like slice for the oil to flow out of. And then what did I do? That? I I had welded on like like some ears kind of on the side in order to like bolt on. What I did with this drill bit was I like took the die grinder and i like kind of ground off the tip obviously like i ground it so that it was like instead of having like a pointed tip it was like a cone like back right yeah yeah so and then the idea was to like have this like cone part of this drill bit like tightly fit around like a cone that would be like set really tightly into the end of this pipe yeah so then i just took like a big nut and like welded this was the part that didn't really work i like welded like a big pile of like weld onto this big nut that was then i like took the grinder and like grind this into like a nice cone shape and then that was supposed to like fit right at the end of this pipe where the drill bit like ended right yeah. So, and yeah so then i put like a what did i hook that up to i i i like set it up to run on just like a motor like a i think i had a gearbox on it. yeah i had a gearbox on it to gear it down obviously because yeah like want this to be you want this to be running at like 30 rpm or something right so i like put a gearbox on it, like some pulleys like pulleys to gear it down to yeah like like a like a motor on it (laughs) so so i got this all set up and i i started like trying to put some seed into it right and just like it it did not work Hmm. like I did not get, I might've got a drop of oil out of that thing, but it was not like flowing. Like it was just plugged up and like, yeah.
2: Hmm.
1: So after that, after that project, gave up on that. Um, The next thing I did was like, uh, there's this company in like the Netherlands that makes like uh, a hand crank kind of little screw press. Yeah. Which obviously has like a bad, like it's a way better setup as far as like the whole like, how it works, I guess. Cause it actually, so I works. got one of those. Yeah. It actually works. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's <been> tested. <laughs> it's been tested and it works. So I got one of those and I, again, set that up on the same like gearbox that I already had. And it like worked, but it was like, Oh man, like this this is crazy slow. Like it was making like maybe like a hundred. It would it would it wouldn't have made a hundred milliliters an hour. Like it was oh,
0: crazy. You know, yeah.
1: <laughs> so but it was awesome. I, I got, I, I ran, I set this thing up. I like ran it like for two days straight and I got a five gallon pail. I
2: was like, oh nice. man, I, was, I got
1: a five gallon pail, like linseed oil. It was like, it was full of like seed. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> the, the seeds were like also like falling through this like little like oil outlet thing that it had. So, yeah. but I mean, it worked and I got, and I was like, that was the first like couple oil that I got. And I was like, oh man, this is this is
2: awesome. Working.
1: Uh, yeah, so so then I, then I was like, all right, I'm going to try and, like, I don't know what I was... I After that, I was looking for just a bigger machine, right? Because, like, this was set up, and it was, like, going super slow. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm never going to be able to sell a liter of oil, because it's going to take forever to make it. So I found this guy in the States who was selling these, like, small-scale, obviously bigger than what I was working with, but, like, a small-scale machine for, like, oil crushing, right? So... So I phoned him up and I talked to him. This is the guy that I like now talk to for like the other equipment and he'll like help me out with advice and stuff. But he like, as soon as I was talking to him, he was like, Oh yeah, there's a, there's a guy up there in Canada. He's got one for sale. He's might not be too far from you. And like a used one, right. And which was awesome because the machinery that he sells like comes from like germany and of course oh. this is in like 2021 where Jeez. like freight was like totally screwed like it was like oh man like freight's gonna be oh like man yeah you know, three thousand bucks and i didn't like, even oh, think crap. that i was just <laughs> thinking quality dude oh well the quality's awesome right it's made right? right in germany like the yeah. machinery's like awesome but but yeah anyway so he uh he like gave me this guy's contact information and he was out in lethbridge and was, which is not too That's far. not drive, too far. Right, like it's a bit bad. of a drive. Like, but... We drove, yeah. Like it's it's like seven hours, but like I drove and got it in like a day. And went and drove there and came back. But there and back yeah, in a day. So I, yeah, it was a pretty full day. I mean, That's a full day. There, yeah, it's a full day. It up and came <laughs> back, but I mean, yeah, like it was it was funny too because as soon as I got this guy's like phone number, like I I emailed him first, I guess, and kind of like said I was interested in his machine and stuff and. I phoned him up and he's like, So you're from Imperial? And I was like, uh yeah, and he's like, oh, I got some cousins near there. <laughs> and like this guy, like I like I know his cousin, like he's he lives a ways away, but he's like yeah. I was like, Oh yeah, that guy he uh he did some bailing for my uncle, you know. <laughs> Classics is catching. <laughs> you're
0: you're you're lining me up, buddy. You're lining me up. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I know your cousin. Yeah, he did some bailing for my uncle. And he's like, yeah. So, I mean, I know him. I've talked to him. He's Like, yeah. So, and I was like, so, uh, yeah, I'll come buy your oil press. It's, like, the only one for sale in Canada. I was like, yeah, of course, I'm going to come get it. kidding.
2: Okay. So, yeah.
1: So, I, yeah, ripped out there and picked it up and probably saved, like, at, I don't know, five, six thousand bucks of what it would have cost to get a new one.
0: Oh,
2: wow. So, that was awesome.
0: Oh, yeah, so. Shit, yeah. Just out for a rip, eh, bud?
1: Yeah, just took a rip of the last bridge and picked her up, and yeah. So that machine's been awesome. Like that's what I use now, and it's like the, it's literally. Well, it's not quite the smallest that this company makes. They make it's. It really is the smallest. It's just like a like a heavier duty version, right? It's like the same, like just like a better gearbox and stuff. Of, it's the smallest one they make. But it's big enough for me. Like when I run it, I'll like do a do a run for like uh a few days. I'll just run it twenty four seven and like get a big tank of oil and that usually lasts me for a couple months. So it's pretty good. Yeah, for sure. So
0: Well, that's pretty freaking damn slick, dude, man. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, um, your story about making the screw press, yeah, I've I've kind of gained a lot of lot more respect for you, dude. I had no idea <laughs> that you were a maker of a sort, per se. You are definitely a fucking maker, dude. And I freaking hope <laughs> the heck you get a chance to try forging one of these days coming soon, man.
1: Okay, uh, yeah, you, sure. No, you got the Saskatchewan.
0: Yeah, you got the Saskatchewan Blacksmith Association out there, the SBA. Yeah, they're an mm-hmm. amazingly good group. There's a lot of awesome yeah. guys in the group. And of course, as of every group, there's a couple questionable people. When you're in Saskatchewan, so you're full <laughs> of questionable people in Saskatchewan. So sure. there's only a couple good people in the group. In other words, <laughs> not joking. <laughs> okay, there's, there's, there's some awesome people in there. Um, DK Smalls is like right near you, dude. Man, Small Barton Smith. Yeah. He's so freaking amazing with being um, yeah. welcome and hospitable to guests that have never even tried blacksmithing before. He'll be like, he'll, yeah. he'll walk you through it so good, dude. And you, you, I guarantee you'll walk away with something you will be amazed by. Speaking of which, <laughs> okay. speaking of which, I was just at that
1: hammer in. On Saturday, yeah. right? That looked awesome, man. I watched like all your—you had quite a few like videos and stuff, man. It Looked like an awesome time. You know what the best part
0: was? So I—I I used to be president of the group. Um, okay. I recently gave up that role in January. Um, I passed that on to Justin, and Justin passed on oh, nice. vice president to a gentleman by the name of Chris Spilak. The reason I've passed that on is with the moving into a new house, um, my child being six years old and my business being something, I I can't even call it a business at this point. It's not a business. It's a a side hustle. Um, I've, I've decided that I want to put a lot more focus into trying to get that off the ground and going. And I by giving up the role of president, it cleared my headspace a ton, dude. I was very I found myself very often thinking about what the next move was with the guild in order to help grow it, in order to keep things going, in order to try to keep people happy that were members of the group, try to try to give them something for their money essentially. And that it really started to like take a lot of my mental power away from me that i I wanted to use that as you know more focused towards my house, my business, my family type thing, which I have, and I'm super grateful that I was given the opportunity to be the president when I was um and now that they have taken on full control of the group without me, I'm just like you guys are. So amazing, Justin and his wife um are essentially at the head of the group. She's treasurer, so it's just like you know the president sleeps with the treasurer every night they've got they've got that shit unlocked, dude. <laughs> yeah. but at the event, they gave me a gift for the time that I've spent with the group, and that gift was a very large hammer custom hammer made by Dustin at Small Bar and Smithy. It's a, a hipster Damascus hammer. So it's got the wrought iron in the center with 1045 forge weld faces. I wish I knew more of the details. I haven't asked Dustin for the details yet. I really should. But the handle on it, that, when I saw the handle, it was just like wow. Man, I have <laughs> I have dreamed about making handles that nice, and one of these days I hope to. But damn, DK, dude, you freaking nailed it, brother! Freaking out of the park, brother! Yeah. So nice, so nice. I've been saying brother a lot. It's like I'm getting down with the Hulkamaniacs or something.
1: I blame it on, he is, brother! <laughs> I blame it on Steve, man. Oh he, man, he got me into that. I saw, yeah, I saw that hammer. It was, it was awesome. That picture you posted of it on. On Instagram, it was it looked oh, awesome. Hammer right oh yeah, show it to me.
0: You got a little too excited. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> the Saskatchewan excitement over a hammer.
2: Yeah, oh, so you uh, can see yeah. it's
0: got all the uh, wrought iron lines in the in the middle and then a nice yep. polished tent for you. Oh, ooh. Ooh, shiny. You can see yourself, <laughs> yeah. eh? I can see my reflection. But, dude, check out that handle. It's uh, a yeah. laminated handle, so there's okay. uh, two different types yeah. of wood in there. And then the nice. wedge that he put in there is a uh, different type of wood as well. I wish my yeah. lighting was better because you totally cannot see exactly how amazing this hammer is by me
2: holding it up like this. Yeah here yeah yeah i can see it it's, you know what oh, yeah yeah we That's this is nice.
0: a this is amazing podcast content because everyone can totally see this hammer right <laughs> they're just like oh yeah yeah it's, it? it's amazing it's the most beautiful hammer have you named it <laughs> no i haven't named it i've never named a single tool in my shop dude <laughs> nothing, nothing. <laughs> But you know what? It's funny that you say that though, because lots of the guys do, man. Lots of guys name their power okay. hammers, they name their presses, yeah. and stuff like that. Not yeah. or or guys that name their trucks. Not, yeah. that, I, I've never been. No, not,
1: not when i really. <laughs> well, okay. So, when I'm like when you're driving like a tractor or something, if you're like, you know, getting into a real muddy spot, and you're like, oh, come on i got this from my dad but i always call it like bessie oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> be like That's... driving the tractor like oh come on bessie we gotta get through this <laughs> oh
0: yeah well <laughs> like
1: tires are spinning you're like oh come on and then you're like spinning and you're making through the muddy spot and you're like oh we made her bessie's
0: um <laughs> bessie's a uh, man- german manufacturer aren't they
1: bessie oh yeah okay.
0: like clamps and stuff yeah like yeah the bessie Clamps. clamps? okay I think, yeah, sure. I think they're made in germany or something like that and dude you cannot yeah, yeah, beat yeah, sure. a bessie clamp
2: the oh yeah
0: I've got fuck some. it oh fuck <laughs> it dude i had a there was a I guy. Don't have the
1: good ones i've got like the cheaper ones oh no they're still awesome
0: like, i had yeah, a guy got, that like, was an iron worker stuff and... sorry
1: i've yeah i've put those clamps through some stuff and they've held up pretty awesome so yeah they're good
0: yeah I I met an iron worker through Facebook Marketplace that was selling, I think he had a dozen of them that he was getting rid of. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude, let's meet up. And they're like, some of them are 14 inch long. Some of them are 12 inch long. Some of them were... What are they uh, like pipe clamps or like... Nope, that's clamp? like Bessie clamps. Like C-clamps.
1: Yeah. What are they? They make well, different kinds. So that's, a, that's the thing. I've got like, what I've got is like pipe clamps. They're Bessie.
0: Um, Note: these are your adjustable C-clamps. Some people call okay, them yeah. F-clamps or G-clamps. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like um, you're, sliding, you're sliding arm or whatever on, on yeah. the clamp, right? And uh, dude, so heavy duty and the clamping power behind them. Oh, fuck yeah. You can't beat that. I used to run ones from... Oh, geez. No, Canadian Tire. I had some from Canadian Tire. They're like blue and they're, you know, they work. They work great for woodworking. You want to do heavy steel though? They don't, they don't cut the bill, man. You got to go with Bessie. Yeah. I've been looking actually Fireball. I'm pretty sure it's Fireball Tool and Steel. Sells these really awesome 90 degree clamping systems that have like, they have a couple different. Options, ninety right. degree or forty five, and stuff like that. Oh, dude, for a weld shop, you can't beat these things, man, and heavy duty too. For setting your ninety degree angles, I've been doing a lot of fab work lately in the shop, man, and okay. that's that's where that falls into place. I wish I had one of those for all the fab work I do, man. It's yeah. I find myself welding lately way more often than blacksmithing it sucks, but okay. at the same time, I. Yeah, it
1: doesn't because I that's love all it. All I do is welding. Yeah. Do you My welding ha- is more just like, put this back together quick. We got to go. So it's just like sticking it together and stuff. Do you guys so have like, an anvil yeah. at the shop? We do, yeah. We got an anvil. Oh! Yep. oh I use it for like oh, the oh, thing. Oh,
2: Dawson. I don't know what it is. Tell I me can't. about your
1: tool. Like literally, I, tell me know, about your anvil.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't know much about it. I. It's... How big is it? Old anvil,
0: Approximately... <laughs>
1: Could you pick it up? Like pick it up, no problem. Pound. I could pick it up. I could or pick it up. It's probably 80 pounds. I don't think, it wouldn't be 100. Okay. Is, that, like, is there an 80 pounds, that normal size?
0: Yeah, think. 80 pounds. Wow. Okay. Around 100 pounds is your typical anvil size. Okay. Around there. Maybe, Maybe it is 100. I don't know. It's like a
1: normal anvil. It's nothing. Yeah. So we got the, but like what I do, like most of metalworking I do is like between like just settling torch, cutting stuff apart. And like welding it back together. We got a MIG welder and just, yeah. It's mostly do. And then bandsaw. With like the, I don't know what kind of bandsaw. Like a seven inch, probably. Like a Yeah. hydraulic. You know, it drops with like a hydraulic kind of. Like adjust dust the valve.
0: That's the one to have, man. Princess Auto has yeah. it on sale in their uh, latest okay. catalog for 1500 yeah. bucks or something like that. Okay. I found mine. Through marketplace for I think it was eight hundred dollars I paid for mine.
2: Okay.
1: Fucking good. Yeah. that's a good tool to have in the shop. That there, bud. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, like we've had it. Like my dad probably bought it twenty five years ago or so, and still going. Like use it all the time. That's awesome, buddy. Haven't done anything other than like you know change some blades. That's yeah. yeah. No, if we use it use it quite a bit. Works good.
0: What else uh, what other kind of cool
1: tools you guys got in the shop anything else that stands out? Uh we do have a press like a hydraulic press just like the princess auto hand operated one. Know. Yeah, hand operated, yeah. 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 We, well, the only thing we really use that. We got that for like we use it for like I don't know, pressing bearings and stuff is what I use.
0: That's for. what they're for. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> we use it a lot for like we have these like little like, there's, like, a split rim on this, like, uh, just, like, a rubber tire on the, like, air, like, on the air drill. It has just, like, this, like, it's only, like, a 12-inch tire, but it's got, like, a rubber, like, solid rubber. And it just, like, and this rim is, like, a two-piece, and you have to, like, press it together to, like, bolt this rim together when you change the, like, rubber on it. So, oh, yeah. that's what we use it mm-hmm. mostly for. So hmm. And other than that, just pressing in bearings and stuff, so.
2: Hmm. What kind of welder you got. Yeah. It's a um, Miller MIG With the,
1: the gas it's got a gas tank running the blue it's also 25 years old
0: oh yeah nice oh, does it it's got uh, does it got a oh, it's, it, wait did you say it was orange <laughs> it's
1: orange I don't know what my welder is what the fuck you have an
0: orange <laughs> Miller dude that's old school okay yeah
1: it's old. It's 20, I mean, it's not old, but yeah, it's 25,
0: 30. I mean, unless it's, you sure it's a Miller?
1: Your question here is to, I don't know. I, I mean, I think I'm, it's a Miller. I don't I'm know. pretty it sure it doesn't say on it, right? It's so old that it's like, it doesn't have like big Miller on the side. It might say on the front, <laughs> but I don't remember.
0: Nice. Is it uh, dials or is it like um, a lever that you got to change? Dials. It's dials. Well, at least it's dials. dials. Okay. Cool right on um that, uh, that oxyacetylene torch you find that you use it mostly That's... for cutting or do you are you using it for heating stuff up to
1: bend and whatnot too uh yeah both i do a lot of cutting like this old farm machinery The stuff will be rusted up and it's like just cut that like i just take the shaft off like take a shaft out of something and just like cut the bearing off Like I don't mess tell, tell it me
0: like, more <laughs> Tell Me more about taking the shaft out of something,
1: <laughs> yeah. Just you know, whatever it's on, just take her out and cut the bearing off. Don't mess around I'm trying to get that thing off there. Just...
0: Yeah, I've got to do I used to, uh... the last
1: thing I did, I did just the other day. I changed like a oh, this is this was a dumb story, but I <laughs> here we, we go, blew a universe. So we've got like a we've got this old like uh, like mower, it's like a PTO mower. Yeah, and it's got like it's like a three three like blade mower
2: pull
0: behind.
1: So, yeah, pull behind
0: like
2: yeah. a
1: fifteen foot probably. Oof, that's a big biggest. So it it's a yeah it's big. It's not in good shape. And the, we we've had it. We like don't use it very much, but it so it had like a basically a universal like joint like broke like the joint or whatever in the middle broke, and so I got we got a new one, and I I should never have tried to like try to put this universal back together with it on the mower because it didn't like line up perfectly straight. And so I tried putting like, I put this is the yoke in the center. Right. And yeah. I like, tried to put these like cups. So you put that yeah. in, you try to like push the cups in. Yeah. And like right away, like I was like, Oh, this is not working. Then it's got those stupid like pit, like needle bearings no, in the there. I'm like trying so for those not to fall no. apart. Oh god. And like I yeah, and I could tell like when I started pushing these together, I'm like, oh, one of those needle bearings fell out because like I had it on the end, yeah. and,
2: like it was not
1: going all the way on. And then all of a sudden it just went on no like, problem. And then No, no, and then <laughs> and then you can't take it apart once you've like pressed these in there. And yeah, so it was bad. So I had to like Then at that point I started hammering on things and uh yeah so then I had to all right I was going to take this whole universal joint off of this thing like so I had to like take it off of the gearbox and take it off of the like shaft on the other end and like take it in the shop and and then I just cut it apart (laughs) and actually like and like put it on the and like took a file and like file and like like sandpaper and like cleaned it all out and look at this guy there go yeah. Then, yeah so that's at the point where i was like trying to get these stupid like those cups on that yoke that i would pushed in there that i could not get back out again so then i just cut it apart
0: you yeah. are describing <laughs> the bane of my existence in my younger years dude i don't know how many okay. yokes i fucked up when i, I used to build uh <laughs> I used to build gravel trailer, uh, and, uh, gravel trucks, eh? Or grain trucks too. So we'd like, we put the, we'd buy a, we'd buy a semi and then we'd throw a dump, dump box on it.
1: Yeah. 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 for Sure.
0: Did you say where Where were you working for that? Uh, it was called, um, the place was called North star trailers. It doesn't exist anymore because the people that owned the company, it was like a family ran operation and they started fighting with each other. And, the whole thing turned into this big legal battle and one uncle fucked the other guy over or something like that. And then the long run, the guy that fucked the other guy over ended up passing away and his son Mm. gained everything and restarted a new trailer company. And uh, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, the guy that really that invested all of his money, his life savings into the company lost everything because of these pricks. But, yeah, and now they're now they're building trailers. They're one of the uh, leading manufacturers of trailers in Winnipeg, to be honest. And, and, and you know, it's kind of funny about that whole business too. Yeah. Uh, it's called New Star Trailers now. New Star. Oh. Yeah. the The funny thing like about that is,
2: trailers, mostly still. Yeah,
0: yeah. They. Okay. The whole reason that business started was because the owner, the guy that passed away, he went to BC and literally copied went around and started copying on paper how these gravel trucks are built by a certain company right. came back to Mani- yeah. manitoba and started building the exact same fucking boxes so okay just stole the design from somebody else and started his own company in manitoba yeah it's uh you know if you don't have a patent on your design then you're open to having that happen to you right in a way he was an extremely smart person but at the same time he was a raging alcoholic so he's an absolute prick. Too. Oh yeah. yeah. There's an unfortunate series of events that happened throughout that company dude and some really amazing times and a lot of great knowledge that I gained while working there but at the same time it really opened my eyes
2: to the uh I don't know to uh to a sadder side of humanity. Yeah. yeah. Hmm.
0: It's um very heartwarming to talk to you and hear about how you have a family run business for, uh, you know, generations now and you're keeping it going and you're actually growing the family business now, dude, like that's congratulations, man. I, I really want to give you a good yeah. pat on the back right. and I have a lot yeah. of uh, no. ad- admiration for you. Eh?
1: Yeah, thanks. I mean, I would say that, like, I love what I'm doing right now. <laughs> like, that's awesome. Like, as far as like, not just like make. Like, I mean, I'm like, I love making the product, but like, my favorite part is like, selling it, right? And like, you know, nice. like, it's crazy. Like, I, I, I cannot like describe like the people who are like using this linseed all that I'm making. Like, you know, with like blacksmiths, right? Is like awesome. Like, they've like blacksmiths have been one of like the best. As far as, like, you know, people who have been, like, really, like, using it and, like, giving me a lot of feedback and, like, a lot of, like, great support is, like, awesome. Like, yeah, I really appreciate it. But, like, not just, like, blacksmiths, like, so like, woodworkers and, like, another one that's awesome is, like, like, luthiers and violin makers. Oh, no way. they're, they're using it and, like, getting support from these, like, violin makers, like, like, in the States and stuff. That's, cool. Yeah, it's crazy. They're, like, they're, like. You know, putting this oil that I'm making on these like handmade violins—that's so rad! Is, like awesome! Like, how the hell did you ever and, tipped like, out market, dude? I just on Instagram, I followed like you know a few of them. Like this one one guy. Um, uh, he's he's in he's in Washington State. His name's Jackson maberry and he's, like, he's, like, makes, he's, like, studied, like, all of these, like, traditional, like, violin varnishes, which, of course, are all, like, made with linseed oil. Like, so, he, and he wants to, like, reproduce these, like, you know, instruments from, like, you know, the, what would you call it, the renaissance or yeah. on. And there's a lot of these guys into this, right? Like,
2: yeah. Like,
1: yeah, it's awesome, like, what he's using it for. Crazy. Like awesome. And, and, and there's other, you know, other people, too. And, Making violins and stuff. Like, what else is there? I'm trying to think.
0: Well, you, you, you made me think yeah. of uh, Wally Hayes out of uh, Ontario. He's a, a master bladesmith, but he's also making guitars nowadays. Is it that's? I think that's become his main jam nowadays. Is he's like into making custom guitars? I don't know if that's yeah. uh, that's a that's a product he would be interested in trying out for his guitars. Yeah, but Mr. Wally Hayes. That's a name that uh, gets brought up in my direction a lot because there's a lot of people in Ontario that have learned through Wally and then, and he's just apparently an absolutely amazing teacher when it comes to to knife making. So one of these days I got to get him on the show, man. Jeez Louise, this is a problem. I've got this like massive list of people that I want to interview and that I should interview. And it's this like toss up of like, do I go for the guy's, I want to interview or do I go for the guys that I should interview or do I just like let it just go wild. And that's kind of what I've done is I just let it go wild. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mine is January. I've got January planned out something amazing for there. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hey, black Friday's coming up soon, man. I was thinking about this a little bit. It's time to sell some tools so I can take advantage of black Friday. Okay. You take advantage. You take advantage of so Black you Friday. Can do, buy more. Yeah, exactly. You're doing a Black Friday sale. Okay. <laughs> on, doing a Black Friday sale on the oil or anything like that. Didn't think about that.
2: I don't know. <laughs> Putting you on the spot, <laughs> I eh? I don't know. I, I yeah. I'm trying to. <laughs> I maybe have a little bit of a sale. I don't
1: know. Yeah, I feel like my prices are pretty decent. I don't know if you've seen the prices in the hardware store lately, but are they going up like Getting crazy? Pretty, like crazy yeah like Uh, it's nuts not just like not just like the linseed oil by itself but man like all like finishes like yeah it's nuts like like things on the shelf are like 100 120 bucks a gallon for like wow well you know like linseed oil like hardware store now like it's like last time i saw it was 87 dollars for a gallon oh god
3: jesus yeah wow yeah like, and what are you like selling like your right color
1: now so 70 i, I shouldn't I should check is it 75 <laughs> i think it's 70 <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's 70 um yeah and also mine's a full four liter so that's actually five percent more than a gallon because a gallon, mm-hmm. like the the gallon is 3.78 so full four liter
0: and you're getting a better price
1: Interesting. Yeah, you got to pay shipping, but it's basically the same price after because I got twenty dollars shipping.
0: Okay. Okay. Unless you're yeah. close to where you live, and then you can get. uh Yeah,
1: yeah. You can pick up in Saskatoon at uh, Wood Essence there.
0: Okay. Have you have um, you been putting thought into conglomerating with anybody else on sales, like getting that stuff into other stores? Or yeah,
1: I've been I've been trying. It's everybody is busy right now (laughs)
0: like
1: it's crazy like it doesn't matter what you're like trying to do like trying to get a hold of like any kind of like you know a store manager or something it's like Mm. and i've been like talking to him and stuff and it's just tough but yeah no i'm trying to get into some more stores i would love to be in like you know big chain store <laughs> yeah that's the dream, and, like i'm right? trying to Just try to, i don't
0: I, not I, walmart yeah stay the fuck away from those fuckers okay. yeah
1: right? I, <laughs> I i haven't i didn't even consider that so <laughs> uh i wouldn't either you know like any like yeah for sure no yeah i gotta try and get into like a home depot or store. Yeah. or yeah princess auto
0: dude how fucking that's rad a, would that be
1: that would be good yeah Off to more morning. <laughs> I'm gonna look into that. <laughs> that would be sweet. I, I, yeah, like I was thinking, like Evie Mart or something, but just Auto. That would be
0: wanted to recommend to sweet. you to reach out to Lawrence and see if he can work out something with Lawrence.
2: I did that. Oh, like today, <laughs> okay. yesterday,
1: or yeah, and like yeah. So I'm. We'll see how it
0: goes. It's so like, I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna lose you uh-huh. as a sponsor. Let's see.
1: No is. man. you <laughs> just it's have two sponsors we're all going to be working together
0: <laughs> well i'll tell you what man the th- one of the things i enjoy the most about working with you dude is the fact that i feel like i'm helping you grow dude and to me that, yeah you are that means more to me that means more than the sponsorship with you dude the fact that i'm helping yeah. you grow that you're a small family run business out of Saskatchewan, and I'm helping you grow, dude. It, it make it makes me feel good.
1: It really yeah. does. Yeah. So. I yeah no, I appreciate it a lot. Like I, not exactly a uh, cash flow positive venture yet. So right. I appreciate like all the help that you're giving me. Like it's it's going well. Like I would say things are going well. It's just like still, you know. Because there's a lot of like input costs with like packaging. Oh
0: yeah, overhead. Of course,
1: like I've been like yeah, like I've been going like investing in equipment and stuff But I still like. Like I would say it's probably going better than I would have like, expected, and I'm like I'm loving it, so like it's totally worth it, anyways. But it's like,
2: hmm.
1: yeah, it's, it's not. I mean, it's it's going good, but it's yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, just volume goes. A little bit up, I guess,
0: so. making me think of a uh, drawing, conversation I just had with my grandpa the other night, and uh, I was talking to my. Actually, I was talking to my mom about that conversation today. And she brought up the fact that apparently my grandpa said something to her a long time ago now, that really bugged her, and she never told me about it until today, and that. Mm-hmm that is the fact that my grandpa personally believes that what I'm doing with my blacksmithing and my welding is foolish. And it's just a, it's, it's a, it's a little bit of a hobby thing where I get to make things that are fun that will never actually transpire into a business and make me a lot of money. And when I heard that, I was just like, Well, that makes a lot of sense now that I've heard that. Now I understand where the attitude towards me trying to start a business comes from. But there's a part of that that really freaking bugs me because my grandpa's old school and he's like a, he's a super successful person. Did very well with himself over his time and he's really smart, but he obviously has no insight into the way blacksmithing and metal art works in our world nowadays and the world has yeah, changed sure. so much in the last yeah. you know 50 years compared to what he grew up in and had to deal with as far as a business goes that I don't even know if there's a way for me to explain it to him like I just I've I've tried to explain it to him like dude like I have the ability to make good money. I could quit my job if, if the clientele was to roll in and I put the efforts into it. I just really haven't put the effort into making it a business. Now, dude, through this podcast and getting to meet people like yourself, people like Lawrence, people like Justin that are running their own businesses. And like, we're, we're in, you guys are in young phases of, of starting your businesses and
3: watching you guys and the, the passion you have for it i'm just like oh
0: it's making me making my passion grow it's awesome i love it i thank you for that you're yeah you're helping me too
1: yeah thanks no yeah it's yeah i think what you're doing i i think what you're doing is awesome like yeah i've been listening to a lot of like episodes of the podcast and like, it's great <laughs> like,
0: just unfortunately not making me a single dime at this point. And if anything, it costs me, but you know what? I'm, I'm happy with it. I mean, the podcast, the podcasting is, but when I say it costs me, it just costs me in time. Essentially at this point, there's no money involved in it for me to worry about. But the time that I, that I put towards it is time is time dude. Time if for a lot of people, time is more than money. Right. And, uh, yeah. You know, as my kid is growing, I'm, I'm kind of in that boat where time is almost more important, important than money. But, yeah, my time invested in this podcast, I feel, pays off in, in retrospectively in a way because, I I might be helping like every person that I bring onto the show. I feel like there's a help kind of thing going on there, right? Like I'm not doing this show to become famous or make a lot of money when I talk to people about why I do the show. People have asked me, why do you do this? Like, that's a lot of time that you're spending on the show. It's number one, I'm enjoying helping the community grow, dude. Like it's fricking yeah. amazing to see these, all these people connecting and even through the podcast, people that I've connected to through the podcast. And then and watching people that a year ago were like, Struggling with their knife making, and at, now they're at this point where they're doing things that are just
3: amazing. I'm like, yes, this is awesome.
0: Let's keep going, guys. Let's yeah. let's let's get our businesses off the ground and make this fucking world a better
3: place, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. Rant. <laughs> no, yeah, I I agree.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. you know what? I was just on your website, dude. I wanted to bring this up. Um, okay, you've got. Your lin shield hard waste pot. Hard wax paste. (laughs) Yeah. It's on sale right now. That's new. And it's a new product. Yeah. What what, what's the hard hard wax paste, dude? What is this stuff?
1: Yeah, so it's first of all, it's it's made with refined linseed oil, which is the new kind of thing. That's the whole like lin shield is like I don't know, it's kind of like the name I thought up of for like this new line of refined Clean seed oil, which is just like, it's less yellow, which is some people want that, like you know, less yellow, especially for like furniture and stuff. And right. Okay. Like, it's like, so it's definitely like it's more of a refined product, just with the idea. And so then I went with the hard waxes like carna Carnaba and uh, sunflower wax, which is also yeah. uh, it's a hard wax. Yeah, that's kind of a, it's like a new, I, I like sun. Sunflower wax is, like, uh, one of the hardest, like, natural waxes that I could find. Like, carnauba is, like, 86 Celsius melting point, and, like, sunflower is, like, 77. Okay. So, it's, like, softer, but it's still, like, a hard wax. And kind of part of my thing is always, like, trying to find stuff that's, like, as, like, locally sourced as possible. Right. And so... So, like, the sunflower wax I'm using is, like, product of the USA. Yeah. I thought it was pretty decent to kind of have some, like, North America source stuff because, like, the carnauba or whatever is all from, like, Brazil or whatever. Ah, okay. So, but, like, Car- carnauba is basically, like, the hardest, like, best wax. Like, everything used it. So, I was like, oh, I got to put some in because it's, like, the best performance. So, so I went with that, but I kind of tried to mix in some sunflower wax, too. And then, and then it's got beeswax in it, too. Just, yeah, cause it smells good i love putting beeswax and everything so so yeah so it's a little bit more of a harder durable coating i guess was the idea with that uh refined linseed oil it's uh less yellow that was more for like furniture waxing was the idea because i like i don't know everyone seems like on like tool handles and metal and stuff like the yellow it's it's not like I, like, the, the yellow itself isn't even, like, that noticeable when you apply it. I don't like think stuff. so, yeah. No, it's not. It's just, I think it's more when people, like, look at the product in the can. They're like, oh, this is really yellow. And It's like, well, yeah. You, you, can't, you, you it, can't tell on this hammer because I blackened it. Yeah, bit. no, exactly. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, yeah, so I just went with, like, refined oil. kind of That was a whole other process, like, figuring out how to make that refined oil. It's not that complicated, but. Everything and also everything in that process is like approved for like food, like edible oil, like, like processing. So it's all nice. Same, like good for food contact stuff. So
0: and I just hopped over to the pure raw cold press linseed oil and you're right. right, Four liters is going to cost you $70. I didn't know this. You also have an 18.9 liter container. Dude, five gallon pail. That's oh, yeah. that's a five gallon pail. Okay, so that's a good deal. Two hundred and twenty-five dollars. Yeah, like that's, okay, wow. that's for the raw, oh, cold dude.
1: Pressed. The raw. That's yes, that's, that's for raw. the raw. So cold the forty-hour double boiled is two forty-five. Should know my
2: prices Let's better. See, double boiled, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's forty-five. I'll tell you right
0: 245, away. Right? No yeah. two. Two forty-five. You're right, my man. Okay, look at you. All smart yeah. So if not. you
1: look at if you look at a price of a five gallon pail at a hardware store, pretty pricey. I can imagine. So I do have. It's a fifty dollars freight charge on I see on the five gallon pail, which I think is pretty, pretty reasonable. Pretty reasonable. Running. That's
0: what you're paying fifty dollars on a five gallon pail of quench oil as well. Like um,
1: For I, freight.
0: Yeah. I, I did, yeah. and it doesn't matter where you order it from, unless you go and then now like. I'd,
1: yeah, yeah, and like I, I ship that like I, I can Canada Post those at that rate. Like I ship, <laughs> it was crazy. I, I got an order from this like off grid island off of Vancouver Island, Salt Spring like, Island, Lasquetti. No, Lasquetti Island is Lasquetti. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so I. Like all right, Canada Post it, and like it took a long time to get delivered. I was like, I was like checking it. I was like, Is this gonna make it? Like, what's going on? Because it like, I, like I shipped it, and it like got to like Victoria in like three days. Yeah, and then it just like sat there, and I was like, okay. And like I think it was like two weeks after that where it finally said like delivered. uh The boat boatless but... <laughs> squatty only leave because the of boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Crazy, and like yeah. So hopefully, yeah, I haven't heard any feedback from that guy but
0: what's uh it was that a, like a, a woodworker or a metal worker or
1: i'm not sure like it just was an order on the website so okay. yeah i think he was in i think he was into like off-grid building like you know oh yeah kind of like eco building, there's lots is, of kind of like another there. big thing yeah, yeah yeah for sure which yeah. is awesome like i like yeah like that's a big thing is like you know this g- green building materials i guess so yeah for and not sure. like it's not just like the green, as far as like, it's like a, you know, pretty much natural, it is a natural product, but it's like, it's, it hasn't been shipped across the ocean back and forth yeah. like three times and stuff like that. You know, it's like, yeah, buddy. Like I, it's like, it was like grown like five miles away from where it was processed and like, you know, mm-hmm. you're getting it straight from the source the source. So that's, that's kind of one of the best footprint, I guess. And stuff yeah. Like that.
0: One of the best parts about it, man,
1: for sure. Well, yeah, and, like, also, like, that saves on some of the expense, too, because, like, man, like, this, you know, shipping stuff and mm-hmm. custom brokers and everything like that, like, that's, like, a insane expense on, like, everything we buy now. Oh, like, fuck, yeah. You know, getting shipped from, you know, one country to another, and it's, like, brokers and everything in between, like.
0: you, You oh, start yeah. getting heavy into that stuff, man, and you pretty much almost have to hire somebody that knows what they're doing when it comes to that shit, dude. It, yeah. It can be pretty hefty from my understanding. Yeah. Well, we've gone over all the products you carry on your website. Um I'm I'm really stoked to I, I gotta order some of the Lin Shield and try that out, man. I'm really really interested in trying that one out. And uh almost I'm running low on the flax wax, so I think I might double that. Okay. Put those two together, that puts me over fifty dollars. I'll use the code okay. Forge Chat Ten and save myself ten percent, and we're in we're in business, buddy. Sweet. Yeah, sure. Got to support support my man. I <laughs> think that brings us to the end of our recording here, man. I like it's getting late. It's yeah. ten twenty on my end. So okay, yeah. Probably it was unless there was something else that you wanted to touch on before we say goodbye.
2: I don't think so. I think I've talked about pretty much everything that I have been doing and stuff
1: like that. So Yeah man. Yeah. Well it was great chatting with you, dude. Yeah, no, it was awesome. It was really we've yeah, with you, we, we like message a lot. We, yeah, we, like, we've known each stuff,
0: other for well, like, knowing, yeah, bre- slightly known each other for over a well, has it been a year? About no, a not quite close, a year. No. close getting close. It was,
1: it was earlier, it's probably like February or something this year. When we started. That makes sense. Yeah, I think you like send me a message. You're like, yep, I forget how
0: we made Nope, it. That was totally <laughs> it. I, I don't know how I came across you, dude. And I was just like, homemade in Saskatchewan, yeah, buddy. Let's promote this shit yeah. for sure. It's awesome. Yeah. So, I yeah, I really I don't know how we came across each other, but I'm so glad that we did, dude. And I'm so glad I've got your product at, at my shop and that I'm using it, man. And
3: yeah, yeah,
0: can't wait to see where you go with this, dude. Like, I'm really pumped. Gonna have to stop by and say hi one of these days when I'm in your neck of the woods. Yeah, for sure. Yep, out, oh, out yeah,
1: that definitely. way
0: again. One of these days, either at DK's place yeah. or I got a buddy in Saskatoon. Yeah. So. Good old town.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Yep.
0: Hey. You know how to yep. do it? You ready?
2: I do. Oh, I'm very familiar. Goo, day good day,
3: <laughs> good day.
2: talking to you dude like, i really enjoyed I, it it was nice i did too i mean i, I love i love talking about you know, the stuff i'm doing and love hearing about the stuff you're doing Alberta, family right. in Alberta. Okay, yeah. yeah, everyone's got family in Alberta. Wait a minute, maybe Alberta's the real Saskatchewan. Good. Alberta's something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I could. Oh fuck. Darcy Quap messaged me the okay. other day. He's from Alberta. Okay. Oh, that was it. an yeah. that was an interesting conversation. Anyways, okay, okay, so, we'll chat later. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I... Here's, I can I can ask one more question. No, this is for no, no, no. Oh, okay, blacksmithing well, question. Okay, 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 I'm, I'm, ask, 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 ask. I see you guys like
1: hammering all the time and like you. Like I get tendonitis in my hands. Like I,
3: I'm swinging a hammer. And like you know, my hands get sore. I whisper. I wow! I just want to make sure that you hear what I'm saying. I, I'll. Do you like tennis elbow? Like hammer elbow is that a thing? Um, it's it's actually uh a problem that a lot of people okay. experience either wrist, elbow, shoulder. Yeah. Um, I was totally fine when I first started blacksmithing. I could fucking wail. Shit, dude, all day, okay, and it didn't yeah. bother me. Oh man, that sounds sweet. I had a car accident that gave me a pinched nerve in my neck and fucked up my neck a bit. And oh, ever okay. since I've had that, it's like—I'll be honest, dude—it fucking worries me a lot, man. I, uh, yeah, yeah. it—it's actually one of the reasons why I kind of stepped back from starting my own business. I was like, "Oh, wait a minute, my body's like." Not doing so good here. What happens if I did, yeah. decide to do this full time and my body goes "fuck you"? i will be fucked. Okay, yeah. let's re- let's rethink this a little bit and see how your body does. Maybe maybe you should start working out, Linden. Yeah. I should I should probably I, I said that like five years ago. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean I should too. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, mean, I just gotta. Will you farm? You don't have to work. I mean far. that's not that it's not that it's not as much labor as it used to be. Use. Yeah. I still like shoveling, I do some shuffling. Great shuffling, you know. It's a lot more work than sitting at a desk all day. Yeah that's true. Yeah. I I I consider that option in life too. Maybe not working so hard during the day, getting a desk job. I don't think that would fare so well for me. I'm a very active person. I like to be busy. And yeah, yeah, I think I look at other people doing desk jobs and I'm like,
2: you look like you're getting a
3: lot of weight recently there, but.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. So
3: yeah, that happens. it does. It does. And then you have to yeah. work out even more and you wouldn't do it. Yeah. So then, no. then you're going to tell yourself even more how much you suck as a person yeah. because you're not working out. <laughs> Why are we how, so hard on how each other like how do people start routines like that like you know like working out every day it's like man just, I'm not very good at starting routines get over the hard (laughs) once you get over the hard phase and it kind of starts to get a little bit easier you start wanting that hard phase back again you want to feel that burn and you just like you push for that burn and it just it almost becomes becomes addictive kind of like kind of like work right like you get into this like thing of like well man if I like work a little bit more I'll, I'll make a little bit more money is if you work out yeah. a little bit harder, you get a little bit okay. more gain, or a little bit more yeah, more, gains. Yeah, more gains. It's all about the gains, is that, the gains. Yeah, yeah. I heard about those.
2: Yeah. Sounds good. But put the feels it's behind and go for the gains. Yeah.
3: Okay. I I, want, I do I want to touch on one other, other thing now that we're here. Other fucking blacksmith, Or other podcasts. Other maker
2: podcasts. Okay. Dude. I've heard some bullshit on some other podcasts lately. And. I don't know man. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if these guys got like. It's not guys. But.
3: Man. Ego dude. Wow. It can be a strong thing. Holy fucking ego be a strong thing. Wow I know I know I'm not the world's best podcast But gosh darn it man You are I'm Canada's best I'll say Canada's best podcast On blacksmithing, bladesmithing And everything in between Oh for sure sure. No no one's taking that away from me And if they try They try I'm, Um, I'm a ruthless motherfucker So don't go there Yeah Dawson Dawson's like, I won't, I won't, I promise. <laughs> I could not I wouldn't, no. I couldn't and I wouldn't. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, dude. Uh but it came up on that whole situation came up on another podcast that I listened to. And they do an after show as part as as part of their Patreon. I don't oh. I don't do a Patreon. I don't do a paid after show. I've been told that I should, but you know what? Like I said, this isn't this isn't about me making money. And yeah. to offset the the Patreon we do the sticker sales. and it's yeah, you know, it gives it gives us a little bit, it's nothing much, but it's something. It's a little something. And I've got you and yeah. I've got Lawrence that are helping me out yeah. a little bit. I get a little a yeah, little bit of sure. kickback from you guys, so there's that. And uh yeah.
2: you know what, man? I'm happy with, with the level of where I'm at with things. I don't want to worry about putting
3: advertisements from Google on my podcast. Inserted, inserted advertisements can fuck right off. That's some bullshit right there. I'm supporting, I'm supporting real, hardworking companies like yourself and Lawrence at Maritime, and I want to keep on doing
2: that and promote Canadian companies. I'm not doing the Patreon thing because honestly
3: I think it's just a cash grab and it's kind of like no offense to the guys that are doing it by all means go ahead and do it but if I'm going to do if I'm going to pay big bucks for Patreon I want to be getting something like real out of it not you know like I know there's a couple guys Morocco Mamosi does a Patreon Takes people and he does like kind of like a private knife making thing with them, and then there's a gentleman from um, from Tasmania, Alex Norton, and he does a Patreon where he, he helps people with their business. Well, you you might be able to talk to him and gain from him a little bit. Might be a good connection there for you. Talk to talk to Alex Norton about about business because he's. he's really smart with that kind of stuff man so okay yeah and that's the kind of shit I'm talking about like these guys that are doing the Patreon for their podcast there's there's a lot of knowledge in those guys a lot of knowledge I really hope that they focus on that knowledge in their after show that the people are paying for because that will make it that will make it worth it that will make it worth it
2: so Get out, get out there and uh, keep on working for it. Hustle and grind. Oh,
3: well. And uh, yeah, grind, man. Grind grind, grind. grind. Grind and hustle. Grind and hustle. And uh, um, um, yeah, yeah. Shout out to all my, my other boys in the podcasting yeah, world. Shout out to them. Yeah. Uh, shout out to them. Lots of guys. There's lots. The list is huge. The one one that I'll I'll highlight right now, I just started following. The Welding Business Podcast. Nice. That sounds good. I like it. I like
2: it a lot. Because uh, this made the Patreon all worth it.
3: What's his name again? Shoot. Shoot, 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 shoot. Benjamin Benjamin Butler he brought up stop watching YouTube videos on how to make stuff like guys that are into knife making and blacksmithing and stuff stop watching videos on how to make stuff start watching videos on how to run your business that's how I found this other podcast and I've been watching a bunch of videos lately on how to yeah, how to man. start my business or how to run my business. You do. Yeah. Dude, send st- 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 you like, don't. I will. Okay, dude, I will. Yeah. Say man. Let's like, let's conclu- Send me links. I'll send like, you links. Yeah. Man. So like like sales, like is a whole thing. Like how to sell stuff. Marketing. It's like hard to do. It is. Marketing. Yeah. I know. It's not easy. No. You gotta like like, I've Done this a few times. Like I walk into a store, and I'm like, "Will you sell my stuff?" It's like it's hard. You gotta be, you gotta be like ready to like sell it right away. You know, yeah. like you gotta. It feels a little pushy. Yeah. It's like you gotta be like, "I've got it. I'll bring it to you like right away." Like, yep. you know, because a lot of times we're like, "Oh yeah, this is good. We'll take some." You're like, "Oh yeah, that's great." And you like walk away. You gotta, like, push it through. You gotta have that product in your fucking... You gotta have it in yeah. your truck, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll take it. Yeah. Okay, here's a case. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yes. Do it yeah. like that for sure. Just... Let me show you... Okay. Let me show you how good my product is. Yeah. 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 Brand new can of flax wax in front of them Take a little bigger yeah. dab Wipe on a piece of wood and just watch that shit soak yeah. right in. It's like right on their desk. Right on the guy's desk. Right on his own block. <laughs> I might that might take it a little too far, but <laughs> Maybe ask ask him first. Ask him first, yeah. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to wax your desk right now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> with flax wax, I'd make sure yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm not gonna spit yeah. shine it. I will use flax wax. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what? You know what the big one is, dude. Building re- yeah. building relationships with these people. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. if you can manage to figure out who the person is that you need to talk to, and finding some sort of way to build a relationship with that person, it almost like yeah. Sets it solid, dude. It's like, how can
2: they say yeah. no to you at this point, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's cool. that's awesome. yeah. Friends,
3: family. Use your network. Utilize your network. Yeah. Maybe somebody, yeah. maybe one of your friends, or one of your friend's wives, or something like that,
2: works as yeah. sales yeah. at one of these companies. Yeah. I used I, I like it. I used to work in retail. okay. So I've got that I've got
3: that sales attitude in me. It's there. Yeah. I have to I have to pull it out of the deep depths of hell of every like once in a while. Because like you said, it it doesn't feel right, kind of. And you know what man now nowadays when I deal with other people that are in sales and they get that pushiness on me, it fucking turns me off big time, dude. Big time. Yeah. I prefer a, a genuine salesperson yeah. that yeah. that actually loves their product. And yeah, man. Just you can
2: you can, sale, and you sale can fucking tell. Yeah,
3: yeah. Everyone's got
2: sale gimmicks now. They're like
3: clearances all the time. Oh
2: fuck! It's just like. yeah like you say just have the product like have the like i feel like i
3: feel like building a reputation that's what i've been like trying to. Do. yeah that's and part like of it kind for of like, sure yeah everyone's like how do we know this is good and now it's like it's been tested and like it's been you know people like it yeah
2: it's so like
3: thanks to everyone who's like tried it dude that's my
2: shout out everyone oh that's a good shout got some i do yeah i have to whisper them can i shout them that's that's a
3: that's a big transition okay, to go from whispering to shouting Can i say that in a normal? I, I would i would yeah okay let's do it okay okay so
2: who
0: are your shout outs <laughs> <laughs> get my voice <laughs> so
1: my shout outs my shout outs um yeah, well, first of all, to everyone who's, list, like, all your listeners who've tried my stuff, I, there's probably more that I haven't, like, thought of, but I know for sure, like, Tyler dies. shout out to him, like, Paul Kindrat, shout out to him, Matthew LaRocque, shout out to
2: him, LaRocquez,
1: everyone, LaRocquez, tried it out, just, yeah, big shout out to everyone who's who's tried it and gives it a shout out, you know, shares a Post about that they're using it and that they like it, like that's just huge, like awesome, like yeah, that's that's great, yeah for sure. And there's other, I mean, I feel like I want to shout out to some other people who aren't gonna like listen to your podcast, but like other people who've tried it out, like like that Jackson Maberry, who's he, like he gives me like lots of like support and like a lot of help because like he's got a huge amount of knowledge on just like this traditional linseed oil processing and stuff so i like i'll just like you know bounce stuff off i'm like hey i tried this and this is what happened and we like do that a lot so.
0: hey you know what he might not like listen that. to the it's show obvious. but but yeah no and with everybody else listening to the show they might yeah. go follow him now so
1: yeah yeah But like j jg Mac, Macintosh oil varnish or something is what is like and he makes these like fancy violin varnishes but okay. it's it's awesome everything he does like, cool yeah for sure and like there's other guys like in saskatoon a few like few furniture makers who are using it like evan fabric shout out to him he been a big supporter and he like does awesome awesome furniture making like yeah like what kind of stuff uh he's well. He does like custom, like all, like totally custom, like cabinets, like kitchen jobs, and like all oh, right, like furniture. Like, yeah, he makes some awesome furniture. He actually just started like a new shop. I, yeah, shop. Like anyone in Saskatoon is looking for some furniture, check out Scene Furniture is the name of his new shop. He's like doing like kind of small like batches of handmade furniture now. He's like kind of moving out of like all custom into like you know small batches. Just Which is awesome. Straight up woodworking or yeah just woodworking like he's doing yeah credenzas and stuff i think is a lot of that uh, side tables and stuff so i'm asking for yeah.
0: personal interest i'm sorry
1: oh yeah he's does, does some awesome work he's got an awesome shop and stuff so cool. yeah and there's more people just shout out to everyone who's gave my oil a try like that's you know just everyone who's Giving, giving it a shot, I definitely appreciate it. If
0: if I may say yeah. so, people that have tried the product and are happy with it, head over to the write, right write a review. <laughs> Put a review yeah, on the website.
1: Be, yeah, yeah. I definitely appreciate that. That
0: would help so much.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. I feel like um my sales
0: side just popped back out there again. Okay. <laughs> it's like, no that's talking about your yeah, product. Reviews. Like it's mine. Like, please go to the website yeah. and put a review because that will help us a lot. Not helping. It not helping me. <laughs> it's helping you.
1: I don't know, man. You want to like start selling in Winnipeg? You could be a Winnipeg retail outlet. Ooh.
2: You can do it.
1: We'll talk. We'll talk crazy i i'm so busy one more thing on my plate guy okay. <laughs> anybody else that you want to shout out i think that's that's i mean there's more of your listeners that have tried it i'm sure so oh yeah just yeah everyone there's there's definitely a lot more so i just appreciate. Everyone. I other one, yeah uh, iron clover forge in calgary I forget his name i know his account chris rowan sure iron clover chris rowan could be yeah yeah Chris Rowan I think that's right uh Black Cat Metal uh, Chris, Chris Green, Green nice nice yeah shout out to him yeah for sure yeah that's that's a couple more I know there's still some more but yeah cool. everyone definitely appreciates it. right on
0: I'd like to shout out Rodney Filman the sharp carpenter he's uh been messaging me a bunch lately, and uh, a lot of the stuff that he's we've messaged back and forth about is really awesome, and I really appreciate that he's uh, been nice enough to reach out to me about a few things and and chat. and he was just out at Yako von Bruenhorst shop not that long ago doing a massive billet of San Mai, sixty four inches long. And it looks to be about three, four inches wide. This thing looks like a giant noodle coming out of the forge. It's insane, dude. One of the coolest things I've ever seen. So, uh, yeah. Thanks, Rodney, for sharing that stuff. And a shout out to you, my man. Give him a follow. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. I think that pretty much nails every freaking aspect. We're at two and a half hours now, dude, which is awesome. And that's not even including the pre-chat we had. So, slick. Yeah. Slick. Let's call it a night, bud.
1: Oh, it's great. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Stay handsome. Oh, you too. (laughs) Stay classy.